Undead have swarmed our episode, and it has left us holding hands, discussing zombie movies, and mowing down our departed walking neighbors when we play Zombie 15. Yes, Fred. Would you mow down our zombie neighbors if they were zombies? Well, if they were zombies, but otherwise I like our neighbors. Me too. They're nice people. Right, right. I think so. <laughs> but if they were dead, yeah. <laughs> You'd go in and, a second. You'd take them out. I'd have to. Me too. I'd do it. You'd just do target practice with a bow and arrow for yeah. a long time before you finally leave your house. You know, my we talked about maybe, I think that my uncle bought me a crossbow for Christmas. <laughs> Which is so weird. Did you talk to him about that today? <coughs> no, why? Did because he mention saw, it? No, you saw him. I didn't know if you mentioned it. <coughs> no way. Him or no anything. way. Okay, well. It's weird. too awkward. I haven't even got out of the package yet. I know, I just kind of look strange. at it and go, what am I going to do with that? I know. Mm, squirrel hunting. Crossbow. I don't know. Cri- no, I'm not going to kill a squirrel. I, I, <laughs> We're in the city, so no. I, well, if I was going to eat it, I would. Well, yeah. Which I've done before. You could have hunt the quail that we had. I know. How weird was that? They <laughs> it served, was really this is, weird. We're recording this on Easter, and we went to my uh, grandfather's assisted living facility. Facility, thing. and the they had fried quail on southern fried <laughs> quail, right? Which I don't know how that's any different than regular fried quail. I mean, it was delicious. I'll it was say pretty that. good. It was tasty. I ate one whole quail. I ate half a quail. Now, when you when you think a whole quail, anybody who's not had quail, that's not much. No, it's not much. <laughs> that's like, that's little, like I had a drumstick maybe in a thigh. That little drumstick was so cute. Did you nibble on it? I did. Go I was ahead. just sitting there going... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even that much. <clears throat> right. Well, Easter aside, guess what? What? We actually played some games. We like to game with gods, we like to game with dice, so this is what we say. But when the chips were gone and the sun came up, hey, let's see what God played. Alright, first up, not to excite anybody, but after, on the guild, we posted, like somebody posted something about, like, uh, you know, games that you definitely would not play. Mm-hmm. Well, right after that, just to challenge me for some reason... You decided that I should play one of the games that I definitely would not play. You put it on the guild, too. You even said, I would not play this game. Right. And that game is Machi Koro. I didn't challenge you. I just told you you're wrong for not liking it, for the reasons that you didn't like it. Okay. Now, one thing for sure is, of course, we did have this this incident where Nicole allowed me to concede a game of it and then proceeded to get really mad when I did. I didn't allow it. <laughs> you said... Why don't you quit the game? You're not having fun. And I said, okay. And then you got really mad at me whenever I did. Well, you weren't supposed to actually do it. It, <laughs> it doesn't. It was one of those bluffs that didn't pay It was off. one of those where he just ruined the game for everybody. It was terrible. It Who was won terrible. That game? I think Matt did. See, I don't think I ruined the game for Matt. Well, you ruined it for Brianna because <laughs> she was doing well. I personally to Brianna. You messed up her whole game. It was right. just bad. It was I, a bad episode. It was I poor sportsmanship to on Fred's part. And I anyhow, apologize to Brianna. No, you never apologized to me. I did. No. 
I don't think you did. Do it right now. Nicole. Yes, Fred. I'm sorry that when you asked me to concede the game, <laughs> I conceded the game. You're so conceited. <laughs> that I took it serious. <laughs> Seriously. Anyhow, let's talk more about the uh, goodness of this game. Goodness. It's okay. Good. Well, okay, here we go. So I did play Machi Koro with Nicole again because she continues to insist that I'm ruining this great game for her by not playing it with her. Because it's fun. <clears throat> now, once again, we play it. We have the Harbor expansion of this game. And we decided to play with that again. And that was my big problem with the, with the other session that we had, was that it just seemed really out of balance that people would just flip the top card and get the lucky card they needed when they filled in the table. And every time it would come back around the table to me, I wouldn't have it. Well, we Why don't found you explain out, how this game is actually played <clears throat> for people who don't know? Okay, so Machi Koro is a dice-rolling game. It's a dice-rolling city-building game kind of thing. And you have, like, in the base game, you have, like, these nine city cards, and half of them are... Numbered one through six, or it's like a twelve cards, isn't it? Yeah, one through twelve, because you can roll double dice. Is it, or some of those like combined? Well, I there's it was like to ten cards. There were like ten cards total on the table. There's like ten on the <clears throat> table that you get right off the bat, but don't they change? Or no, maybe there were twelve. No. I don't know. We've been playing with the expansions. I think there so were ten know. in the original game, and some of them are like if you roll a three or a four or something like that. Could wasn't be. It? I don't remember. But anyways, there's like this collection of, of, of cards. card stacks on the table, and there's like 10 or 12 of them, and you you buy these cards with money that you get that generates from these cards. So we roll your die, and it tells you what cards that you have in front of you, because each of these cards has a cost on it, and it has a die number on it as well. The cost is what it takes to put that card in front of you into play in your tableau. Mm-hmm. The other number is how much gold or money or whatever you have to spend to purchase one of those cards. And you have all these little stacks, and you do this sort of building your little community and then rolling dice and trying to get these lucky numbers to pop up. Right. Half of them there are numbered one to six because you only get to roll one die at the start until you open up these little, these little city uh, landmark kind of cards. And these landmark cards are, are your goal of the game. Like you start and you have like four or five of these little landmarks that you have to complete. And they cost a lot of gold. Like you're not going to just like buy them right out of the gate, but they, they taper up. So there's some stuff that costs really cheap and then there's a really big things that cost a lot of, of money to do. And the goal of the game is to flip all these over by purchasing them with the gold that you generate from these other Tableau cards that don't cost near as much as most of these other ones. Right. <clears throat> and so... The other half of the cards that you have to buy for your tableau are numbered 7 through 12 because you can unlock one of your landmarks that allows you to roll a second die, and then you get to move into this other area. The reason you would do that is because everybody invests in single die cards, and these cards are going off not only just during your turn. Some of them go off only during yours. Some of them go off on other people's turns, and they... they uh, will generate them income from the bank, or they generate them income by stealing from the other player. Right. And that's how that works. And so, that's what made you angry was the theft. <clears throat> right. So this is what the harbor does. The harbor adds a few more cards to this. It adds more landmarks that you have to build. And then it takes all of your cards col- that are collected between the harbor expansion and the base game, shuffles them in one giant stack, and then you turn over cards until you have 10 cards on the table. 10 unique cards. <clears throat> 10 unique cards, right. Now, when we played over at Matt and Brianna's, we missed this one important rule that changes the dynamic just enough, I think, that it kind of offsets that that card burn I was it's feeling a little bit. just enough to irritate Fred, <sighs> not enough to irritate anyone else in the world, but continue. So, <laughs> you, can keep, you can keep insulting me all you want. I don't care. <laughs> <clears throat> so, the 
the other cards, the, the card rule that we missed was this. Whenever you flip over a card, you have to have a unique card in order. If it's like matches one on the table, you need to keep flipping cards until you have 10 unique cards. The rule we missed was is that you continue to stack these like cards up, making larger than one card stacks, random like of random denominations around the table until you have 10 unique cards, which might mean that you get a whole bunch of one card or not, not like, you know, only one of another. But it offsets that just enough. It meets you halfway between, oh, you're the only person who got the lucky card and, well, two of those lucky cards came up, so more than one person's going to get one of those lucky cards. You know? Yes. <clears throat> and that, that honestly helped quite a bit. And now you don't hate it so much. I wouldn't say I like it, though. Because I still... You're just on a stance that you have to not no, 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 like no. it now. No, I, I'm, I, look, full disclosure, <laughs> I played Nicole again and I beat her badly. Because I don't win. It, you do win. But this this time, it wasn't like it was like this close. I, I got like this one How card. How close? Can you show me that again? It's, it's like this, <laughs> which is the, how much patience I have with your sass right now. No, <laughs> Fred is holding up his fingers approximately a half an inch apart from one another, for those of you listening. <clears throat> Anyways. Anyhow. <laughs> so funny. It, it, does, it does help balance it, but it's still... It's still like if I, I know if the shoe had been on the other foot and I was playing in your place, I would have been like, of course, you're getting all the luck and you're getting all the good cards and I'm going to get demolished. Because that's what actually happened. You got all the good cards. Not I mean, but the thing is, is you had the opportunity to get those cards and you just didn't take it. Because uh, because the, the specifically we're talking about this one card that's in the expansion money. called the tuna boat. And the tuna boat is like this. <laughs> it's, it's a 12 to 14 card. And one of the new landmarks is is that you can modify your die roll plus or minus one. No, it's, or, uh, up no, it's plus two, two. Plus two. It's just plus two. Up two plus two. I thought it was plus two or nothing. I think it's plus two or nothing. So in essence, if it's sense, over a ten, if so you roll over a ten, basically what the tuna boat does is it pays you when you roll. If you roll a ten, you could use this other expansion card to boost yourself up to a 12 and activate this tuna boat that activates at 12 to 14. Now, when you're rolling two dice, obviously you can only get to 12, and that's where that other booster card comes in. And what the tuna boat does is pays you money, $1 for every single dollar that, or every dot or uh, pip on the die that you would have counted, including right. those bonuses. So if you roll a natural, two, like a natural 12, you get 14 coins per tuna boat. And I ended up with three tuna boats. You ended up with one tuna boat. But but this is the thing. Three of them came out almost in a row, and you had the opportunity to buy two of them for like four or five turns, and you just didn't do it. You were building some other direction, just trying to fill I don't think I had in. enough money to do it or something. I don't know. Cause I'm just saying. Because after you got the first one, I was like, oh, I need to get tuna boats. And I never was able to. <clears> well, I, 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 I know. I took one. mental note. That within two turns after I bought my first one, before I bought my second one, you had the opportunity and did not do it. Hmm. You bought something else. Okay. And then I bought another one, and then you bought the one that was on the table after that, and another one popped up lucky on my turn, and I bought it. Right. So I had three tuna boats when it went off two so times Fred in a row. Fred had a ton of luck, <clears throat> got like 36 coins all in one round, mm-hmm. and Nicole did not cry about it, right. even though she lost. At least it was quick. <laughs> After it was established, I mean, because honestly, it took, I waited eight turns to roll a 12, like a 10 or 11 or 12. You counted the turns? Yes. You're insane. I I just was curious about the game. It took eight turns before one of us rolled a 10 or 11 or 12 before I actually scored the tuna boat at all. 
And it went off twice in like three turns, three player turns. Okay. So would you play it again? <clears throat> well, I think that this is the truth. I think given that new stacking cards rule, I might go ahead and do it. It's not, I mean, it's going to be one of those ones where you're like, hey, let's play Machi Koro. And unless there's a chorus of yes, I'm going to go, hey, how about we play this instead? Okay. <laughs> So it's not it's not a completely no at this point. <laughs> okay. I don't know why I gave you that game. I don't, I don't know either. Why. You bought me the expansion after you decided to No, I'm saying I don't know it. why I gave you another playthrough on that game. <laughs> because it's fun and you love me. I just stop being so nice to you, should oh. I? Stop spitting it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we played Machi Koro. Uh, you know, it's okay. I like it. Nicole I think loves it's fun. It. I love it. It, it, it seems it seems like uh, for how lucky it is, it overstays its welcome with me still. Okay, moving right <clears> along. So the next thing we did is another game we've talked about. In fact, we talked about this the first time in episode twenty. But I just thought we'd briefly mention the fact that we played this with Matt and Brianna as a four full player game. Her four player game, which is not the full full complement, but it's it's more than we've ever played. I've only ever played it two players, which is the Grizzled. How many players can it play? Six? I think it can play five. Is it five? Yeah. What is? I still don't get that whole five number. It's the weirdest thing. It is weird. It's like you're going to have two couples and somebody's dumb brother. <laughs> I don't know why like, he's dumb. Because <laughs> we saw your brother. No, and my brother. All I could talk fine. about was was his television yeah, was antenna. antenna strengths. <laughs> and Keith, if you're listening, glad you're enjoying your TV. He said, you know, he said he's, he's still under contract with his his current TV provider for another couple of weeks, and then he gets. So to he be, still has cable. Yes, but, but he, had, he had some sort of contract that lasted this long, and he couldn't get out of it until this. Good but he was grief. getting every all his ducks in a row so he to go cable cancel. free at this point and go go back to old fashioned antenna. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, TiVo's where it's at. 30, or 30 just, something channels yeah. for $0 a month. Well, it kind of depends on where you live, too. What if you live where you don't get any kind of television reception, even with the... Uh, <clears throat> I mean, I just Netflix it then. Well, that's true. Or Hulu. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, back to the Grizzled with four oh, yeah. players. Oh, yeah, Grizzled. <clears throat> so this game, uh, it's a cooperative game. It's it's uh, pretty simple. We've, do- we've discussed it before. You have these symbols of cards. You all have a hand of cards at the start of every turn, and how many you get to have... An addition every turn is designated by a first player who says this many more cards. And you're trying to play these cards down and not match uh, three times one of four different symbols, I think, or six different it's symbols. It's like six different symbols. There's right. day or not, not, not day, nighttime, snow, rain, mm-hmm. um, and then there's the bullet, the gas mask, and the whistle. Right. And all of these cards usually have two of these symbols represented on each one. Right. Like it'll be like a rainstorm with the gas mask. Right. And so you're trying to play a few of these cards down. You also have cards that like do negative things to you permanently or semi-permanently unless you get uh, support afterwards or whatever. But anyways, you're trying to basically in this game, you're all you're trying to do is play cards off of this one pile until you get a little peace sign, which means you make it through the war and everything's great. Or uh, you try to do that before the other deck depletes, which keeps adding to you every turn. <clears throat> based on uh, how bad, how many cards you still have left in your hand. Right. And so the worse you do, the worse it punishes you. Yeah, basically. <clears throat> right. So you're trying, it's a it's basically a, a hand management game where you're trying to balance how many cards are in your hand at the end of the turn. Like mm-hmm. you want less cards, but you're going to get at least three cards every turn 
into this pile of cards that, that covers up the peace symbol. Right. Right. And so you're playing this game, at, you know, all around the table, playing cards in, and you're trying not to match three symbols. And then you're like, then you have to like retreat from the battle, and you get to lay these little support tokens in that support other people, and whoever gets the most support every turn gets to d- get a special effect that helps them out. But we've all we've talked about this before, and I think the grizzled we've, we've even talked about it. I think more than once, to be honest. Probably we have. <coughs> it's a pretty easy game to right. to pick up and learn and teach to someone else, sort of. Right. Although I did a really horrible job teaching it to Angela. Right. Which she still gives me trouble about. But Too bad. I know. So here's the thing. The Grizzle with four players, I think it was harder. <laughs> I don't know if it was any hard. I've never won, so never it was. It was brutal with four players, I thought. I know. The first round we played, we didn't even make it around the table twice before we lost. Right. Which is pathetic. Right. And then the second time, we only made it around maybe three times. Before we lost. I think we did like three rounds and it was like over. It was pretty bad. It was. It was hard. Well, yeah, because we lost, we lost the first mission, won the second mission, lost the third mission, and was the game over like that fast? It was, yeah. I think we lost. And it was I, pretty I late. we only won one of the missions in that. Maybe, no, we won two. I think we, we won did, two we won, missions. We, we won the second one, we won the fourth one, and we lost on the fifth. But we lost the whole war, so <clears throat> it didn't matter. Right. But I will say this, Matt and Brianna have never never played this with me with us before. And we were also, we were kind of at the end of the night, and we were just kind of wrapping up the night with it, and both of them looked tired, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just say, <laughs> Matt's face <laughs> was speaking volumes about what he thought about the Grizzled. <laughs> he doesn't like getting beat that hard at a game, though, I don't think. He was he did not like this game. I, know, I don't think so. I could tell. If he did, he hit his feelings well. No, he didn't like it. I could I tell. I was watching him, and I was just like, oh, man, I can't make Which is it. a bummer, because I think it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I think it's a decent little – I still say it's a pretty good cooperative game mm-hmm. for a backpack kind of thing. It doesn't take much table space. It, no. it, you can teach the rules fairly quickly to someone. I mean, I if you know s- what you're doing, less than 10 minutes you're playing the game. Yeah, I still am not a real fan of the the rule book. It's still got a couple places where it's just confusing for me to try mm-hmm. and teach to someone else after not having played it for quite a long time. Right. Well, they've announced uh, – the, the game was popular enough – that they've already announced a an expansion for it, but no details about it yet. That'd be weird <clears throat> to expand it. I don't know. It, 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 this is how it already feels. When, it, when someone says, hey, we got an expansion for a really hard game, you're like, oh, so you're going to make it even worse? <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's I what you always feel like. I don't. Like, they have to add like some new element that would just sort of, I don't know. It would probably have to change the gameplay <clears throat> completely, though, and I don't know if I need that. So, I don't know. We'll have to see <laughs> it, more it, details. Yeah, it's, it's in danger of being like uh, Pandemic The Cure. I like The Cure. Right. The band. No. Well. <laughs> no. Yeah, I like Robert Smith, too. Right. The, uh, <laughs> but no, The Cure, remember, it kind of changed everything. Where now, all of a sudden, in order to... You can't just, like, turn in a bunch of cards at a research station and, and come yeah, up with Yeah, but it was a completely different game. Right. I mean, completely different. There was nothing the same about it, really, except that you had cubes. Right, but now they added this new element on top of it, this other other game you're playing simultaneous with the game on the board, and someone's wasting a lot of time not doing stuff on the board to do stuff over here. It's kind of how it felt. Hmm. We, we played The Cure like three times, and... I don't think you're talking about the same one I am. Are you talking about the one with the little rings on the table? No. That's The Cure. I'm talking about the expansion. The right, cure. that was not The Cure. What's it called? The Brink... Maybe? No, that's on the brink. Whatever. You're wrong. I'm not wrong. The one that's the cure is a completely different game. 
Pandemic the Cure is the one where you had like the little circles and you were supposed to. We played it over Matt and Brianna's at one the, time. So okay, so I'm probably wrong. It's it's the <laughs> I win. <laughs> I, <laughs> don't win. You're not looking that up fast enough. I'm trying. And then and then I spelled it wrong. <laughs> um, C U R E. No, it's not that. What is wrong with this thing? Oh my goodness! I'm like I'm so knee deep. You're now. talking I should about never some touch other. My phone. I'm, I'm, I'm knee deep. Why did you even touch your phone? <laughs> Anyhow, the cures one with the little circles. You're talking about one of the other expansions where you had to not only cure in the, the lab. Thank you. Oh God. Because that one, yes, you had like a whole side table where you had blood to... blood come out of my nose while I was thinking that hard about that? You weren't thinking very hard, let me tell you. No, I'm just oh kidding. my God. The insults, <laughs> I'm so telling you. We're so mean to each other today. I'm not mean to you. Yeah, sometimes. what I do? I don't remember, but don't there was know. something. I think it had to do with <coughs> In the lab. In the lab <laughs> you, is, is the game I'm talking about. You washed my lip balm. That's what you did. Well, yeah, I've done that twice this year. I know. Good job. Anyhow, in the lab, Eventually, yes. I'll get rid of all your lip balm. Don't do it. Via our clothes. That's terrible. <laughs> you have to buy new clothes now. It's awful. No, you don't. Anyways, I'm in- afraid that an expansion for the Grizzle would be like in the lab, where it just adds on this whole new uh, game on the side of the game you're already playing. And I don't I don't know if that'll be much more fun or that's, not. Yeah, that's exactly what it, I'm it, thinking. It takes like quite a balancing act to make that fun. In the lab was okay. We played it like three times. And it was, it, we seemed to be getting sort of the hang of it and seeing like, maybe we can win with this extra thing going on. But, but I it didn't know. add enough to make me go, oh, I totally want to play with that. I was like, well, I don't want to play with the expansion. Let's just play the game. Is that how it felt? Yeah. After you played it in the lab? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was okay. It was okay. All right. Anyhow. One more game we played this week uh, is a newer game. I know we're not like about the newer games, are we? Not usually. <laughs> but we've, we got this uh, small card game and this was like, I, I saw a lot of people recommend this. <laughs> but uh, it's it's a game called And Then We Held Hands. Mm-hmm. And this is like, I mean, thematically, it's like it's supposed to be. It's the game we need today. Let's work on our relationship. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, this game, and then, and then We Held Hands, is supposed to be two players working on their relationship, and you're playing these cards down that, that move you. Like you're pulling, actually, you have like a spread of cards. Each of you has a spread of six cards, and they have like two colored lines on them one on one side, one on the other. And the side of the board that you're on between each other depends. There's a little game board with a big circle in the middle, like <coughs> right. with a circle and it's inside split that. In half, and yeah. whatever half of the board you're on, that's the direction you spread cards out to. So those are the colored bars you'll be using to move around this board because you move your little piece around this board that has little circles around it. And there's little dots all around the circuit circle <coughs> that represent different feelings you would have while playing, supposedly, by in this relationship. Right. It's really strange. So just imagine <laughs> three circles, one inside of the other. With a dot in the middle, and you've got little spots in each side, each circle, and the spots reduce as you go in. Okay, so you have you have the most on the outside; they cut in half. At the next one in, they cut it half again. At the third one in, and in the middle is where you're trying to get your pieces to. And there's only two spots <clears throat> in the middle because it's only a two-player game. Right. So you've got those cards, like I said, the movement cards with the colored bars on each side that you spread, and they overlap each other when you spread them. When I say a spread, it's like it's like a you know a dealer's spread. So you're only seeing half of the card. Uh, and, and, and covering up the other side. So you spread your cards in, in, you know, in that sort of dealer spread fashion, and you use cards out of your little area or out of the other player's uh, spread 
to move around on these cards. Now, the reason you move around is because you have these objective cards that you flip over, and it might say, like, anger, and anger is red. So you have to end your turn. In order to complete that card, you'd have to end your your turn with your pawn on top of a red space. Mm-hmm. Okay? <laughs> or it might say happy. Happy is green. You'd have to end on a happy space, right? And in order to move, you have to play a card for every colored dot that you have to cross to get to that space. Now, there's only four colors right. in the game. Right. There's anger, red, happy, green, <clears throat> calm, blue, and what was black? Sad. Sad, right. right. <laughs> so, you've got that going. Now, it that seems really simple, and it is. But and here's the deal. You also have to contend with this emotional balance track. And the emotional balance track goes either towards green and blue or towards black and red. You're either sad and angry or you're happy and calm. And if you ever go, it only can go two spots off of center. So there's a zero space in the middle where you're at emotional harmony. And then there's like, you know, one away and then two away. And if you ever move past two away in any direction, you lose the game collectively because this is a cooperative game. Right. Now, if you end your turn with your with that little marker on that emotional track on zero, you get to fill your cards back up to six in front of you. <clears throat> and that's the only way to get cards. So you're, you're kind of, every turn you have to move at least one space. That's right. another way you can lose. If you can't move because the, you don't have the matching color of card between your little spread of cards and your partner's spread of cards... You lose the game, mm-hmm. and if this uh, there's a timer kind of deck going down, and if these if those little movement cards ever run out, and you are unable to refill or whatever, then you are out of cards and out of the game, and you lose. Right. Um, and that's about it. Or if you can't get to the middle. Oh yeah, if you can't get to the middle on the same turn, then you lose. Then you lose. And to get to the middle, you have to play any color card that puts you back into emotional balance, and then you can move into the middle. Right. You have to be balanced to get in the middle. <clears throat> right. Because you can't be successful in a relationship if you're angry all the time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so we played this game, and that one of the rules in the game is that you're not supposed to talk about the game. You're not supposed to strategically discuss the game. You can talk about anything else under the sun, just not the game you're playing. And I guess it's supposed to sort of symbolize that you're supposed to pay attention to your partner. I I don't know. I don't know. But, okay, having (laughs) the first time you play this game, that is impossible. (laughs) Unless you both, on your own, read the instructions, agree that you know how to play, that you feel comfortable in the knowledge of the gameplay, you have to talk about the game. Right. You can't not talk about it. Right, because you don't know how to play it. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. Game game three, you probably would say nothing. It's entirely possible, yes. But game one, no. We talked about it nonstop because I'm like, well, can I do this? Well, is this allowed? Well, what if I do this? Does that. Well, and while I'm thinking about stuff, like seriously, while I'm thinking about a game, I don't want to talk about everything else under the sun. I want to concentrate on the game. That's why I'm playing the game. Right. So if someone came in and watched a couple playing this game, they would see. Probably if they're experienced, two people completely quiet, staring at a board and not saying anything to each other. Yeah. <clears throat> it would not feel like it was <laughs> bringing them closer together at all. No. 
It was weird. That's one thing. Now, I will say that we did play it on the easiest way we could play it. Because we did talk the whole time. We had to. And on top of it, we didn't use what are known as arguments. Because on the goal cards that you get, let's just say that it was angry. If there's these little gray bars on the sides of that card, then you have to both land on the same colored space. Not the same space on the board, but a light color on the board. Because you can't land on the same space on the board, and you can't right. pass one another on the board. Right. But, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, we didn't do that. Right. I don't know. I think we're definitely going to need to play this game again Yeah. to really explore Well, and there's it three levels of difficulty once you put the arguments in. I think the arguments are vital to the game to make it even challenging at all. Yeah, because when we played we just through, ran through it. Yeah, we totally beat it. <clears throat> I think there was only like maybe two moments in the game where we could have made a poor decision and lost the game. And we played, it's a 30 minute game. Yeah. Um, it doesn't tell you it's called. And then they held, and then we held hands and they don't tell you to hold hands in the book. Yeah, we did. And it felt really weird. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Whoa, I guess we're supposed to hold hands now. <laughs> and we just look at each other. <laughs> it was awkward. It was it was awkward. Really, In the privacy I mean, of her own home, holding hands over the this board over game the t- we just played. Over the table. <laughs> that was awkward. That's so funny. <laughs> but uh I, I mean we gotta play it a little bit more. I can't know I don't know if I want want to recommend it or not yet. Uh I I backed some other game recently that seemed a little cooler. That's the romantic comedy game. What is that called, Nicole? Romantic comedy game. No, that's not. That's all you've ever called it, so I don't know. I keep calling it that because I can't remember the name of it. Because Oh, well, I didn't even know that. <laughs> I didn't know that at all. Fog of Love. Oh. And I think it might still be out there on Kickstarter, but I bet by the time that this comes out, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I backed Fog of Love. It's a romantic comedy game, and it sounded... Uh, it sounds like it's going to be a little more thematic than this because this is this is a very one, abstract man, that game. Theme is <clears throat> you not have there. Two little two little glass beads a piece, which are too big for the board. Which are too big for the board, and you yeah, and you one of them moves back and forth in this little emotional tracker that that restricts your movement basically and tells you whether you get to draw cards, and the other one just tracks where you are on the board. Yeah, I didn't like the colors on it. Well, I, th- you're they're fine. muted for sure. Well, yeah, but the blue and the green were really, really difficult to distinguish between. Kind of. From across the table, if it was catching glare, you wouldn't know what you were looking at. And I know that they did have, it does have like little uh, icons on it, like different shapes. They do have a colorblind side. But it If you flip the board over, they actually had a colorblind side of it. Oh, I didn't look at that. Now I gotta open the box back up. Well, yeah, but even on the cards, it was on the cards themselves that it was hard. Yes, I'm making noise. (laughs) You're so weird. What? It's right here. It's right in front of me. But yeah, see, oh, that's yeah, the colorblind see, side. That's what we used. No, we didn't. We, we used didn't. the other one. Even then, though, that little square does not look that much different than that little circle. You're right. From across the board? Right. No, that looks like a circle. They're both circles. But and they're then, gray, too. Is that supposed to be a snowflake? What the crap is that? That's a little starburst. In, in the red, right. it looks just like the green if you were colorblind. And, and from, a di- from this distance? If I put that in black and white, you would see it easy. Do you see in black and white no. if you're colorblind? Yes, possibly. Sometimes you see, just have one know. color or another. I'm just saying, poor choices. The only <laughs> one that ha- that's very distinguishable is black. The and the black is way easy to see no matter what. It doesn't right. look like any of the other colors. Okay. But on the cards especially, that, that green and that blue look exactly the same, and the icons are so tiny 
It's it's ridiculous. We should have sat closer so we could hold hands easier. <laughs> Maybe it would have been less awkward. <laughs> no, no, it would have still been weird. I don't know. I just I'm not I'm not that excited about the the way that it looked either. The back of the cards are real pretty with the little with the little dove hands. flutter butterfly little hands. Dove hands. Yeah, that's yeah. adorable. But the rest of it, and I didn't even like the. Pic- I didn't even look at most of the pictures on the cards because who cares? Who right. cares the, what's in the, the middle? The movement cards have all sorts of artwork and stuff that that is supposed to you know make you get the feels. But <laughs> there was like a it teddy bear on sad. Me. What's sad about a teddy bear? Because it was by itself. I. I it was a lonely bear. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't, I, just, I didn't feel much playing this game. I was kind of bummed out because I really was looking forward to this game. Right. And after that play, I, I will play it again and give you a... I don't think the theme comes through very no, well on this. I'm sorry. No, but we'll try it again. We'll see. All right. There you go. <clears throat> now, Nicole. Yeah. There's been some activity on the guild, which has piqued my interest. Okay. Whew. Wow, would you look at that? Magnificent. Here are some peaked interests. All right, so David posted on our guild, and he said, I know I have a stack of about 25 games that I haven't got to the table, but of course, I still buy new games. How big is your stack of shame? Now, David never listed out his uh, (laughs) his list, but uh, Brendan did. He said, Blood and Fortune... Never the heard of it. Siblings Trouble. <laughs> Never heard of it. Legacy Gears of Time. I have no. 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 Uh, Panic Station we've heard of. Yeah, we played that. That was not too bad. I'm not good at it. <clears throat> right. Axis and Allies Europe we've heard of. I need to play out Axis and Allies. Now, he's got two Titanic games. Titanic the board game we and the sinking one. of Ty- the we do, Titanic. We do not have that one. Right. We played the <clears throat> Titanic the board game. Yeah, it's garbage. Your mom. No, it was not. <laughs> it was so bad. It was not. I didn't like it. It was an American classic. <coughs> mm-hmm. I didn't even know. But uh, your, your mom got it for me. Oh, uh, yeah. It was very nice of her. <coughs> he says the Great Dal Moody. He hasn't got that to the table, which uh, that's just like a social order, like a pecking order kind of thing, where when you're the Great Dal Moody, you get to mess with the lesser peon. That one's, that one's okay. We never really played that, because don't you need to have like three <coughs> people? You need to have as many as possible on that. I think you can play like up to ten. Uh-huh. But the uh, it's it's a fun game for a while, but it kind of wears out its welcome, and I don't think there's any end to that game. I can't remember. There's one. no end? I don't know if there is an end. I'd have What's to look at point? it again. Uh, he said he's waiting on parts for Legendary Marvel deck-building game. That's worth the wait, but I oh, will yeah. say that it's not the first time I've heard people are missing cards. <laughs> Weren't you? Your, yours were missing off the Alien version, though, right? No, off the Predator version. The Predator, sorry. So uh, Steve said that he has approximately 95 games, and he said uh, like half of them haven't been played. <clears throat> That's a lot. Right. Somebody has a well, problem Steve, Steve with Steve said shopping. that he started like collecting games in like 2014, I think. Oh, see that, yeah. And then he collected like a whole bunch of games, and he's just been trying to get them to the table and, you know. Yeah, I totally get that. I mean, mm-hmm. we we had that problem before we started podcasting. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Robert listed uh, Arboretum. Which I'm still trying to get. Yeah, it's out. Everywhere. It's like $45, yeah, which I refuse to keep, pay Just that. keep waiting. Z-Man will I'm get their waiting. crap together and we will have it. Please. <laughs> I really want to play that one. Uh, Battle Lore Second Edition. Uh, we have we it. We have that. Yeah, I've, I've played it by myself, but you haven't played it with you me You got yet. the expansion stuff in the mail, right? For right, that one? right. Okay. We can do some serious army building now. I totally want to play uh, it. The Bloody Inn, I've actually heard 
okay things about, but we don't have it. I've seen it. I haven't played it, no. <laughs> Cash and Guns 2nd Edition, I hear, is better than 1st Edition, which is what we own. I heard that it's better because the money alone is just really? easier to divide. Uh, code names, cool. all you got to have is a party, and oh, code man. names fits right in. No, you don't even have to have a party. I mean, I think you could probably do it with four people. It's a good time. Yeah, really uh, good. Coup Rebellion G54, I don't know what that is, but we have Coup, and Coup's fun. Uh, Impulse, don't know. Madeira, or Madeira. Madeira. Don't know what that is. Motainai Mini. I, I know what Motainai is, is. Is that different from what we have? I have no idea. <coughs> Anyways. Uh, we don't Rex, know what we're doing, do we? Rex, the final days of we're an pathetic. empire. Is, we no, we are not. Uh, that's sort of a, <laughs> I don't know about Rex. I think it's the reboot of Dune the game by Fantasy Flight Games. And I I've was just kind was, of like scared of it. I've heard it was cool. Did you? Yeah. Uh, what's the next one? Signori? Signor? Is it Did sig- you type it wrong? No, that's what it, what he had. I don't know what that is. I don't know. Signore? S-I-G-N-O-R-I-E. I don't know. We're just going to go with that. Don't know Spelling. what it is. Uh, Tales and Games, the Hare and Tortoise. I saw you this know, on... Uh, I saw this on on an episode of Tabletop. The more I <laughs> the more I listen to other people talk about it, the hair and the tortoise. Mm-hmm, the more I actually do kind of want to play cool, it. Kind of actually. Yeah. Right. We might end, end up having to get that one. <clears throat> Warband against the darkness. I don't know that one. Uh, that's I don't know what what the deal is with that. <laughs> Warhammer Quest, the adventure card game. We've got that. Is that the one that's on the kitchen table? <clears throat> yes. Okay. Yeah, that's a newer one. Uh, Glenn added his list too. Matainai, which he needs to play, which is fun. So Steam, good. which we have on the iOS. I've played you've not. Leaving not. Earth. <coughs> don't know what that is. Urbion, Urbion, Biome. Mm, I haven't heard or of that. Biome. You know, I Lagoon know. Land of the Druids. I'm terrified of. Why? Because even the Amazon price of that is like ten dollars now. Really? It's like it's like people have stacks of it and they don't know what to do. If it's ten dollars, grab it. <laughs> I don't know. You I just, have my permission, sir. You grab it. You have access to my account. Fine. I'll go upstairs and do it. No. I'm leaving right now. All right. Now, that was the worst table fake I've ever heard. <laughs> and I'm back. <laughs> that was so fast. That was bad? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't think any on my list, uh, I'm not going to list any that I've only played once or twice, because that was originally what he said, that, that we're ashamed that we haven't got back to. Oh, there's so many. Because <laughs> that's, that's a pretty big list, because we kind of move... Because of the podcast, we move at a different pace now. Because there are some stuff where we just need to get a featured game to the table and we play it once. But five for fives dominate our play sessions. To be honest, yeah. Uh, so <clears throat> only uh, I'm going to only list my haven't played and, and and am somewhat ashamed of, and I wouldn't even say really ashamed of. So here is our massive list, coupled with excuses. Okay, <laughs> uh, we've got the game trains. Sitting right there. It's uh, Deck Builder by AEG. I don't even know. It's about trains. I know that. It's, yeah, there's trains. <clears throat> we got it like really, really cheap at Half Price Bookstore Ooh, for some reason. we should go there today. No. Uh, time Stories. Uh, we're waiting for the right time to play this because you. it feels like if we sat down with a group of people in our current playing situation, we would have to complete this game in one setting because otherwise we won't come back to it. Here's the thing about that one, though. I don't want to do it as a feature because it's it's you can't right. We it would spoils ruin it, it. Yeah. and I it would have to hate ourselves, and I don't right. want to hate us. The best this is ever going to be is a five for five game, and that'll be like and you can't play, play it play five it, times. You can play it five times. Well, you can play through the five <coughs> five different. You can play. You'll play the first one. My understanding is to complete the first one, you have to play it like five or six times. Okay. So there you go. But I still don't want to talk that much <coughs> about it. 
I don't want to ruin it. Then I'll do all the. I don't talking. even know why we have it. Uh, roll for if the I galaxy. Do play it. Uh, is on there. That's going to be a future five, be a five for five. five. We're not going to do it as a feature. Uh, Dungeon Pets. And I'm really sorry, Glenn. We still haven't got. This I keep telling Fred I want to have that next, but then somebody said we had to play a different game. We had to vote. Uh, above and below. I don't really have an excuse, but we only got this last Christmas, and and I know some people's they, their time frame of like I've had a game too long is like a week. For us, it's like six to twelve months. Okay. <laughs> uh, Portals the same. We got it at Christmas. Oh, I took it down off the shelf the other day and looked at it. And ooh. Uh, Shadows of Malice. I bought like last May, and it was you it was Glenn. It was, it was Glenn learn. recommended, and it, it's kind of it's it's kind of like a somewhat abstract adventure game. I think it sounds interesting. It's it's fun, but if you the more players you add, the time just exponentially increases. Can't we play it with just the two of us? I probably might just play it by myself. That's, oh. That doesn't help me at all. Uh, going, going, gone. I just got it like a month ago. It's um, it's probably going to come out in a party pretty soon. I almost took it over to my mom's house already. I didn't uh, know that. Rampage. This is Nicole's game that she got like last May or June, and she just won't open it, so we don't play it. You know, I will. <laughs> Eventually, uh, Battlestar Galactica. I really Didn't don't have know an excuse. I don't have an excuse about this, other than it takes at least a long time three players, and it's somewhere like a two to three hour game. So it's kind of, you know, when I get people over, I want to pack in as many games as I can. So it's kind of hard to, to choose that one. Uh, Space Cadets Dice Duel. This is one that we were having a marathon day, and I had it all ready to go. I knew the rules. I was ready to play, and we didn't get to it. Which day took, was that? It's just one of the marathon days, and it took the steam out of it for me. Hmm. Uh, we'll get it though. Uh, Blood Rage. I got this for Christmas, so there's not really an excuse needed. I'm not. It'll yeah. yeah we'll it'll get, get to played. It. Legendary Predator. Uh, we talked about. I lost some cards, and at that time of the year, I was really busy, and I lost momentum on getting it to the table. And so now we just haven't. <clears throat> now we just haven't. Uh, La Isla. No real excuse, but you just well, got it at Valentine's Day. And it got voted down as right, our and you next guys feature. Voted no. So. Right, Eventually. And, and the next one, uh, Caverna, is probably the one I'm most ashamed of right now. But it also got voted down. We put it as but a But they vote. voted it down saying yeah, it was covered So that's not much. our fault. We take no blame for that. Uh, La Havre. Havre? Uh, I don't know. The, I mean, it's Harbor. Havre. Is it the main one or the... It's the main one. I really don't have an excuse for this. I, try, I, I tested I, it out, learned the rules, got it ready to go, and then we just didn't play it. Well, let's go on a five for five. <clears throat> Maybe nuns on the run. No real excuse. This is one we got That's, from. I, we bought this it at Target. One. Right, like we got a Target for really cheap. Uh, Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective. I've had that that's about ten fault. months, and that's my fault. But I keep debating on whether I'm going to play it with you or play it with myself. With me? <laughs> no. All right, Aquasphere. No real excuse, but we got that it at got Christmas. Voted down, but you guys voted it down, so I don't really care. Uh, <laughs> Lord of the Rings confrontation. This is one I picked up middle that? of last year. It's like Lord of the Rings Stratego. Why aren't we playing that? I it's it's really quick and easy. Yeah, that's like the one with the little bomb, right? Right. Yeah, it's I can totally like play that. Yeah, I know. It's easy. Yeah, let's do it. It's a fun one. Right that'll now, go, that, no, no, it'll go on a five for five. Okay. <clears throat> um, tragedy Looper. Oh, that this, one. I got ready to go, and this is going to be a rough one to teach, and I know it. So I got it ready to go, and I figured out how to play it, and I, and I was ready to do it, and we had to get together, and it, we didn't play it. What did we play instead? I can't remember. Was it that darn Robinson Crusoe? No. It, it might have that. been, actually. It wasn't that. But uh, sure? then we have Lahav the uh, Inland Port, which That's is going like to end up on a 5 for 5. two-player version. Right. That'll end up on a 5 for 5. I still five feel like sure. we need to play the main one before we do that one. <clears throat> sure. Why not? Uh, Citadels? Sure. Why not? 
Citadels I've tried to put into the into play two or three times, and Nicole votes me down every time. That is and says not we're playing true. Playing as a five for five. Well, oh yeah, I do want to play it as a five for five. <clears throat> right, that's but you why... won't take it any other way. That's right. Okay, so uh, Raptor is a game I picked up in the last you month. Just a, got it. Yeah, I mean this is it, it's brand new. Yeah. So uh, no excuses there. Disc Doolers, I feel bad. What is that? That that's, that's that with the little. <clears throat> it's another dexterity game, except you play with these little discs, and each one has character cards that support them and give them little special abilities. And you actually shoot little miniature discs across the the board at each other. It's what it's kind actually of special really fun. abilities. Do they get? It's made by the level like ninety nine games, so it's the same characters you see in in a Devastation of Indians. Right, I got that part. I, I understood that, <clears throat> but like, what kind of. Like, do you put one on its side before you flick it? Do you have to close your eyes to flick it? <clears throat> You'll have to go up there and look. Put it on a five for five? No. <laughs> All right, uh, Spartacus. This one I've kind of just been holding out on. I know it's it can get long. You can play a shortened version of this game, but it's very mean. And you don't want to do mean <clears throat> ever since Sons of Anarchy. I'm, I'm nervous about who I'm going to do mean with. Because if I get mad and I voice that I'm mad, which is what what you do when you get mad to let off steam and to try to talk about it, if 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 it doesn't go over well, then I feel bad. So <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm holding off on that for the right moment. It, it most likely will be Matt and Brianna who have to suffer through this meanness. More than likely, I feel bad for them because it's <laughs> mean. <laughs> but it is it's supposed to be a good game. Uh, Dante's Inferno is an old Twilight's creation game. It's it's killing us because of the three player stigma. Laundry's done. I know. It's killing us because of the three player stigma. So I mean, I, I'm. It's probably the second I'm, game that I'm most ashamed that I haven't played because it's just been in my in my collection too long. Okay. Uh, Illuminati is probably the third most I'm ashamed of because what? it's an you old. Had that since before we got together. No. No. Not true. Not true. I you got sure? it. I got it like in. I did buy it in the nineties, maybe two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> so close, <laughs> right? Okay, but uh, it's it's that's that one's like one that people know and and kind of go. You've never played that. They always look at me like that about that one. Who does that? All the crazy people. <laughs> <laughs> the ones. <laughs> I want names. I want addresses. No, no. I'm gonna go after these are the people them. I walk by Stop downtown. Fun. <laughs> I walk by them downtown and they're like, rah, rah, rah. And I'm like, I've never played Illuminati, and they're like, what? What is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing. Here's I should a have never come downtown. Why did I come downtown? <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> so, uh, also, Strange Synergy. What is that? This is, this is another one of these these uh, old, like, Steve Jackson games. That's what all these are in a row. Dot, like, uh, Illuminati and Strange Synergy are both Steve Jackson games. And Strange Synergy is this weird, this weird superhero game where you build a guy's like a build a superhero based on these card decks that you draw from and they have different powers and it seems okay but it's ultimately you're playing this kind of junky miniature game with random superpowers so have you played it by yourself no you've just opened the box and looked at it and <laughs> right that's what i knew it what i was buying when i bought it i just never played it okay. and for some reason it just doesn't look fun to me at this point i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> Here's the fourth most ashamed of Shadows of Brimstone. This is my thirtieth title in this list, just so you know. Shadows of Brimstone, I got thirtieth title. <laughs> I know. Oh, this is Shadows of Brimstone, I got uh, a year ago, last December for Christmas. Yeah, and I played a practice game, and I I went to you and said this game's really pretty cool. I think we could we could do this pretty soon, and we just never did. No, we it's need just, to. Yeah. It's on the list. <laughs> It'll get there. Okay. 
Time and space. We also end up doing a lot of horror movies. Horror movies. Horror games. Right. That's so, my favorite genre. I know, adventure. but we've been trying to space them out a little bit. I think right. that's what's been killing that one. Right. Uh, time and space. This is my fifth uh, most, and it has that three-player stigma. Mm-hmm. It's neat. It's just got that. But we got to get somebody else over to right. play. If, if it was a two-player game, you and I would have played it already, I guarantee. Yeah. I, well, we almost did. <clears throat> we got it out, and then you're like, oh. Right. We need a third player. Now, the last one I got like two weeks ago, so I don't even feel any remorse about it so far. And that's bottom of the ninth. Yeah. I've played a practice game versus myself. Well, and then there's another one that you got that what? you have to add to the list. Which one? The Shadowrun Crossfire expansion. Oh, you got that for me today. I know. <laughs> we'll play. Well, we've played that game. We'll play we the expansion. We played the game, not the expansion. We'll be fine. Okay. <clears throat> now, that's it. That's all I got. I have a couple uh, that just got here, like uh, Dice City just got here. Like two weeks ago. Like a week ago. Like and, two weeks and, ago. And uh, Welcome to Slaughterville Kickstarter came in this week. Yes. The game looks like so much fun. It looks really cool. I started cool. playing my practice game of that, and I was having so much fun playing that game. It looks awesome. And I don't I don't know how much of what I've got is Kickstarter exclusive, but wow, it, it's it seems like it, it, it's just got all those generic, oh, God, I want to talk about it so bad. When does it come out I have no idea. I don't know. It, it's, it's so fun because it's got like all those schlocky horror movies that you could ever imagine built yeah. into that game. And it... it if the normal version of the game comes with all the stuff that mine came with, it's it's a great game. Well, I think all that other <clears throat> there was like a bunch of stuff on the side. That's probably the Kickstarter stuff, right? This all the stuff <clears throat> from the plastic packages, right? Which is like half my locations and extra guys. And I God, it was cool. Yeah, so that, that's gonna be so much fun to play. That's but, gonna be fun. Uh, I'm not ashamed of those at all. And I've already done a practice game. Uh, Welcome to Slaughterville. There you go. Slaughterville. I don't know. It's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, that's our list of shame. And thanks for giving Pointing us the that topic. <laughs> and, and making us face our shame. <laughs> but uh, we also completed another five for five game, Nicole. All right. All right. Let's go through it again and make sure we got it. Count us off, Bill. One, two, three, four. This is a five for five update. All right, this week we completed Targi. Mm-hmm. Targi is one of these games that people put on the you have to play this two-player. Well, it's only a two-player <clears> Every game. time someone says in a forum, I want to play a game with my wife or significant other, what should I play? Targi pops up really quick. Yeah. So we played this five times, <clears throat> and we'll just, we'll just rip the Band-Aid off. I beat you three to two. Thanks for that. I, well... You know, I, it was I, so close. We were tied <clears throat> right. in, when we went into the fifth game. Two to two in mm-hmm. game five. Fred took it. Had to. Made me sad. Had to. <laughs> now, what this is, is basically you have like these action cards. And you've got uh, you've got 16 of these cards that make a circle around, like that you're going to put cards in the middle of. And the corner spaces are raid cards that this little bandit guy who's going to travel those spaces and keep track of the turns will steal goods from you or victory, or victory points, points. Or uh, on the last one, it's like a, even a gold or victory points. We never got that far. No. <laughs> so, I mean, you're going to play up to 16 turns in this game. Uh, inside of that, though, you build a grid of cards mixed between goods and tribe cards. Are these these good cards are stuff that you use to... What? What is that? That's pep. Oh, it scared me. So you've got uh, you've got good cards that you use to build tribe cards with, and they give you like either uh, these the pepper or salt or was it salt? Yeah. Or uh, dates. dates. 
So you got those three Which different things. You would never call by their names, and you kept calling them sugar, pop, and sugar poppies, and no, beans. I, call, I didn't call them pepper. I said beans and, and sugar and pepper. Which I felt bad because our dog would walk by looking at me like, "What? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I need a pepper. What?" <clears throat> She'd be like, Not "I'll bring you. it to you. What do you want?" <clears throat> so you got these action spaces all around the outside, and they all do certain things, like either give you one of those resources, or they give you a draw of the cards from the uh, the tribe deck where you expand your little caravan or whatever, or they give you like a draw from the good card or or whatever. But the main thing they do, other than just giving you whatever the resource or action is, is they also crisscross in the middle of this grid of cards, and wherever they wherever your little pawns, you put three of them down, and wherever their paths crisscross. You get that card in the middle. <clears throat> and there's some rules about like setting down your pawns, like where you can't set down exactly opposite someone else. So because you are claiming rows and columns separately mm-hmm. and you can claim you, you claim every single one will be claimed by the end of it. And each side of the row or column has a different action on it. So, you, you know, when you claim one row, you're going to choose this type of good or trading goods in for a different type of good. You know, it will be like an action and a good on that same space. Right. <clears throat> and so you take turns doing that and you get you get you know your little crisscrosses in the middle and then you take turns whoever the first player is that turn which changes every turn will do all of their actions by picking up their pieces off the table. Now, one of the things that happens is as you start with five good cards and four tribe cards in the in the game in the middle and it's built like uh the center card is a good, the corner cards are goods and then you make you know the the in-between gaps. Uh, tribes. Tribes. And <clears throat> whenever you obtain one of those cards, whatever type it was, you replace it with a face-down version of the opposite type. So if you get a, if you pick up a good, you would replace it with a tribe card. Now, this is what the two do. I've told you that good cards build tribe cards, because what you're doing is taking tribe cards and you're building three rows of cards. They can either... What? There's a bird. Okay. It's right outside the window. It's scary looking. Thanks. Sorry. <clears throat> so you, you take these good cards and you, you trade you trade in the good cards for these little chips, these little good chips and lollipop. And <laughs> 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 that's a t- <laughs> <laughs> That was terrible. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> you uh you trade these good cards in to pay for, like for, for these chips, and you trade these chips to pay for these little tribe cards. And when you build these three rows of cards, you can gain bonuses based on what you put out. Now, each card will have at, at least a bonus point or like a victory point for the end of the game. And it goes from like one to three victory points on each card. Now, if they're a three point, they usually have a high cost and no effect in the middle. But if they're a one point, usually they have a low, like a lower cost, but they'll have some special effect that goes off at the same time in the middle. Right. Like something like uh, next turn, the uh, other opponent can only play two of their little pawns to, to make a crisscross. Uh, stuff or like that. it'll give you like a, if you want it, like all the different types of, of tribes, there's like five different types of tribes. It might say that the one costs less goods right. to build in future future turns stuff like that right so and when you build these out you have a chance to get bonuses if you build one row all in a row with four if each row can only consist of four cards and it's completed so in the end you can have a total of 12 cards it's the maximum you're going to do and if anybody at any point someone has a 12 cards at the end of a turn the game ends right so you're at and uh, you're adding up your points off all these cards, and you're just kind of doing your spaces, passing the first player token back and forth, and building this three columns of card. If you have a column though, where or a row, 
over in your little uh, tribe cards that all the symbols match, you get four bonus points. If you have a row where none of these symbols match on the cards, you get two bonus points. And if you have like a mismatch, you get zero bonus points. Right. And so you build these rows and you add up all the points in the cards. And some cards give you bonuses for whatever type of card you have, like multiples of and then in there. And then you add up the bonuses for having rows and you get victory point chips during the game that you can get, you know, just by certain actions. And you add it all up and whoever has the most point wins. Right. And that's how the game's played. That's that's Targi. Right? Pretty much, yes. <clears throat> and like I said, every on turn 4, 8, 12, and 16, you get raided by the robber. And he steals resources, mostly, is what he does. Now, <clears throat> let's just say, uh, wh- what do you feel about this game? Are you, you Do you like this game, or what's going on? This I'm, is one that comes up all the time. So yeah, and I, I, I like it. I think it's, I can see why it's on all those lists. Right. I think it's a fun game. Uh-huh. I think playing it five times in a week is a little much, right. and I wouldn't recommend that. No. But I'd, I'd say play it maybe, you know, three times in a week just to kind of make sure that you know how to do it. Right. That you feel real comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then don't play it for a month. And then you can play <laughs> it again. <laughs> well, this is it does kind of come into this kind of game where you're playing, you know, you just have a small amount of time or you just want to play something, you know, it's 9 o'clock and you're going to bed. about a small amount of time. It takes, it takes about 45 minutes to play. 45 minutes to a Once full hour. Once you're Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, there is some luck to this game. You are kind of, there are moments where you're hoping certain cards come out. Uh, but that's kind of gets mitigated by the resource trading space where you can trade in your resources to get a different resource. So if you're really getting stifled on one type you need, I never felt like there was a, there was no chance I was going to get a resource I needed to be honest, other than gold. Gold was the only gold thing. is really scarce in this game. Yeah, and you, it's when really we use that trading space, most of the time we were trading three goods for one gold. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't <clears> think we we only used the goods for goods once. I did in the last game. Yeah, but it took until the last game for you to do that. <clears throat> right. Uh, the other thing they have is a space called uh, Fata Morgana, mm-hmm. and that one you get to move your crisscrossed marker to any other non-claimed space in the middle cards. So that would every time like a gold resource card would pop up in the middle where I could crisscross and get a gold. If I took that row with that gold in it, the next thing you would do is Fata Morgana and and steal <laughs> steal that gold from me. Like, that happened a lot. I like the gold. Well, I knew you were going to get it if I didn't. Right. So uh, I think it's a pretty nice game. This box is really small. Yeah. Uh, I think the game plays pretty clever. I mean, it, it has lots of choices every turn. You're definitely engaged the whole time. I think it gives you a fairly full experience. Uh, I do think, I still feel like even as our last game, that I was ready for that game to be over in 30 minutes and it stays longer. Yeah, I can agree with that part of it. So overall, though, I think it's a solid game. It's a nice diversion. Uh, It's not going to be one of the top ones in your collection, though. No, and, you know, the only thing that really bothers me is that time that it takes, because I'd love for it to be a lunchtime game. Mm -hmm. But I think it's going to take me three lunch periods just for Angela to fully, you know, for us to fully understand it and get through a game. I mean, I understand it now. If I took it tomorrow, it'd be one thing, but you'd I'd be still hard have to pressed teach it to, to her. finish in your lunch and this game in one hour. Exactly, because we still have to you. eat. Right. 
you know. So that that part is kind of a bummer so about maybe it. Maybe not a lunchtime game. That's for no. Sure. And I wish that it were because it's it's right up my alley for what a lunchtime game could right. should be. Right. But so what would you give this out of five? Out of five, uh, probably a three. Yeah, I'd probably give it about a three. Yeah, I'm in a high three. It's not. It's nothing <laughs> like absolutely but, special, but it's it's not. There's nothing wrong with it either. At the same time. No, I totally enjoyed it. If it, I wouldn't want it to be the only game in my collection, but I would definitely, I definitely can see us playing it again. Right. Okay. Well, that's that's Targy. That only leaves Robinson Crusoe, which we still haven't even played a single game of yet. Yeah, it might be a little while on that one. It might folks. be a couple episodes before <laughs> before we finish that one. You know, we've got some vacation time coming up, so right that might help. Well, this week we played a zombie game. And if you follow the guild posts, it's not going to be the only one in the next few weeks. Uh, so let's find out what about that. All these games have been games. Some of We played a game like this. What about that? All right. So uh, our last couple of segments have been kind of weighty. So this week I decided we would lighten things up a bit and discuss zombies in movies. That's probably a lot less weighty than the history of slavery in America. (laughs) Oh, come on. (laughs) Uh, So let's talk about what the first zombie movie was. (laughs) The first zombie movie recognized by anybody is uh, 1932's White Zombie. Like the band. (laughs) That's where he got the name. I know. Now, uh, in it... There's There's like a quote even from it in one of his movies or one of the songs, isn't there? Probably. There's, There's quotes all over the place in his songs. Anyhow, keep going. Uh, so anyways, uh, in, in it, a soon-to-be-wed couple, couple makes their way to an island to be married. Uh, however, a voodoo priest by the name of, this is the funniest thing, Murder Legendary. <laughs> Sounds like a bad Dungeons & Dragons villain. <laughs> Hello, nice to meet you. I'm Bob. Nice to meet you. I'm Murder. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> You'd expect that guy to have like a chain that connected his nose and his ear, wouldn't you? Well, not in the 30s. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he gets a hold of her scarf, and uh, that uses that when a wealthy plantation owner meets this girl, he decides that he wants to marry her and pays murder to create a potion that he then gives to her to turn her into a zombie. But this, this type of zombie is, like, different than the normal one. Like, because it's not like, a, or like what we recognize as zombies today. Because this is like a potion, like a poisoned zombie kind of person, right? Right. And this is not a risen from the dead zombie. And and spoiler alert, she does turn back by the end of the movie. <laughs> Why would you spoil that? <clears throat> what? Now I have to dislike you for the rest of the day. Really? You just you just spoiled it. Spoiler alert, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you how. Okay, good. There's a happy ending. So, <clears throat> the birth of the modern zombie... Uh, you know, the risen from the grave zombie, the credit is given to George Romero and his film Night of the Living Dead in 1968. And if you look at the history of zombie movies before that, there's a lot of zombie movies in between White Zombie and Night of the Living Dead, but none of them had that that risen out of the grave and then searching for people to eat kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That was his big thing. In that movie, you know, dead mysteriously come back to life and they want to eat the living. And a group of survivors uh, board themselves up in a house uh, and fight through the night. Now, Romero was always a socially conscious person. And in his movie, it features a black man as the survivor, like the savior of the group. Mm -hmm. So there you go. 
So since Romero's creation, uh, zombies have taken a variety of twists, somewhat brains, and that started in 1985's Return of the Living Dead. Romero claims to have never had a zombie ever eat a brain in all of his many zombie movies. I'm sure they ate some brain somewhere. No, straight from an interview, straight out of his mouth, I've never had a zombie. This is for his latest one, Survivor, Survivor of the Dead or whatever. Hmm. I've never had a zombie eat a brain, and I have no idea why that's a thing. (laughs) It's what he said. So he never had anybody eat one. Now, some zombies move fast, and a lot of people say that that came up in the film 28 Days Later. However, the first zombie in Night of the Living Dead goes running at someone's car. Right. So the first fast zombie was in Night of the Living Dead. Sorry. But the sprinting maniac zombie definitely was probably 28 Days Later. Probably. Because this one just kind of like runs at him fast, like, you know, and runs over and grabs and starts pounding on the window. But... In, in 28 Days Later, they're they're full-on, like, marathon. <laughs> Not like marathon, maniac. but, like, yeah, they're just sprinting as fast as they can. Yeah. Like, they've been given some sort of supercharged strength, almost. Right. <clears throat> so, uh, we looked up zombie movies, and we were not surprised that we found over 500 have been made. And so now, Nicole and I present to you our top five picks for best zombie films, given that we've seen... Five percent, maybe, maybe of all of those movies. So, Nicole, do you want me to start, or do you want to start on your top five zombie movies of all time? Well, I'll go ahead and start. <clears throat> so, my number five. Okay. We already talked about earlier today. What not not on the podcast, but what was it? Shaun of the Dead. Your your fifth favorite is Shaun of the Dead, but only like the first half of it. Right. Because the movie it was really interesting, really entertaining. And then it got really dull. Shaun of the Dead uh, is very meta. Yeah. It's very like they understand what zombies are. They understand how to handle them. They immediately recognize they're, you know, they're in a, you know, where they're coming up short when they try to attack you. Right. And they sort of mock mock zombies for quite a while. (laughs) And eventually that doesn't go so well. I mean, several times through the movie it doesn't go so well because they are flesh eaters right but uh that's that's it's kind of just a comedy it is and it started out really great (laughs) and then it kind of got a little dull but right but i still i enjoy the beginning of it enough that i put it on the list Hmm. okay what's your number five number five is dead alive Ew. dead alive is a movie i saw at like an art house movie theater and i it it was probably (laughs) i mean i think it wins the award of goriest movie i've ever seen in this movie, just to try to sell this to, to you listeners, if you're interested in horror movies, at some point in this movie, a man turns on a push mower, holds it up to his chest, and runs through a whole room full of people. And it's not like a cutaway kind of thing. There's like all sorts of stuff going on. It's Should hilarious. Should we have like a disclaimer? This section's not appropriate for children. I think that everyone realizes that zombie movies technically are not appropriate. Not even The Walking Dead, I don't think, is appropriate for children. Oh, that's true. Okay? That's and true. The Walking Dead is tame compared to what I'm talking about right now. It's yeah. poof. Okay? Dead Alive is very funny, though. There's a lot of like way over-the-top characters. It's very schlocky, and, and I love that movie. I still think it's one of the funniest one of the zombies I just remembered your, your mom ate my dog Ew! <laughs> and they pull the entire carcass out of that lady all at once Ew! <laughs> that's that dead alive my number five. Oh my gosh what do you got okay number four would be <clears throat> pet cemetery pet cemetery because mm-hmm. it's Jeez. creepy 
Like, it's based on right. a Stephen King novel. Now, in this movie, they do bury people and they people do. come back to life. Well, they Dead start people. off. It starts off that the cat gets run over by right. a truck or something. So they take the half smooshed cat and they bury it in the pet cemetery. Right. And the cat comes back. Right. Ooh, now I got that song stuck in my the head. The very next day. <laughs> you thought you was a goner, but the cat came back. Yes! He just wouldn't go away. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, so the cat comes back, and so then something happens to the Well, the, the cat's just not right little, anymore. It's, it's not right, but the poor little boy Well, yeah, then, then, then their little boy gets hit, and they decide to bury him, too. Yeah, and then it just gets creepy. And right. I don't know. So anyhow, that's my number four. Good job. My number four, Pet Cemetery. Whoa! That's right. High five. <laughs> Pet Cemetery is a truly creepy movie. You mix in there a little sprinkle of supernatural because there is like a dead buddy of this guy who comes back and kind of talks to him a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and this, you know, Indian burial ground, you know, up in the hills and it brings people back to life, except they're just ma- not right. You know, they're maniacs at that point. Yeah. <clears throat> Plus, I always remember, I always quote that movie when, when the, when the, uh, the old timers looking for Gabe, the kid and <laughs> Cause I was gauge. Gauge, gauge. Yeah, he's like gauge, and you hear this kid in the background, like way upstairs, go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you'll do that to me in the middle of the night when it's quiet. I like to scare you. You do. <laughs> so, uh, what's your number three? Uh, number three, Night of the Comet. Oh, it's cheesy. That's a weird one. Cheesy, schlocky. That's where that guy. That's the one that the guy on the other movie we we're seeing earlier. That's the one he's in, just really? in case you were curious. What happens Not in that Night anybody of the at home remembers that at all. What happens in that? Well, okay, so Night of the Comet, it starts off by talking about how the dinosaurs disappeared <laughs> and <laughs> that this comet went overhead at the time that the comet or that the dinosaurs disappeared. And it might just be coincidence, but that comet is returning. <clears throat> and then everybody, you know, cut to modern day, modern day nineteen eighty something. Right. And everybody's having a big comet party. And, uh, of course it's like TD bopper movies. So the teenagers, they end up being in places where the comet doesn't affect them. But when the comet goes over, <laughs> everybody turns to dust and right. And there's this really fun moment in there where you get to live this fantasy of the, you can have whatever you want and yeah. anywhere in the world. And they really play they that do. Up. They do. They go shopping, <laughs> of course, right. immediately, because why wouldn't teenage girls go shopping immediately? Right. You know, um, but it turns out that some of the people that weren't enclosed properly yeah. started going kind of mad and, and being kind of undead. And yeah. it's kind of a cheaty zombie movie. It's not like they died and came back, but they just kind of progressively get worse. So, right. That's so, a bit of a cheaty one. Yeah, but they're they're pretty zombified. I know, but cosmic the worst rays turn them into zombies. I know. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but it's pretty awesome. My number three is Night of the Living Dead, the original. Really? Yeah. I, I love that movie. I still think it's cool. I, I still think uh, it's it's one of those examples where, where, you know, look how much someone can do with a black and white low budget film. Well, that's all he had then. Right. It was going to be black and white. Right. And I think it's I think it plays out. The tension's always there. I think it's it's a good movie. Well, I guess it's not all they had. They had color movies. In like, the and I've talked about this before, about the uh, building tension in movies. Uh, they board up in a house and it's, it's tense because they're just, this is, this is all they've got. And outside of it is just swarms of the undead waiting to eat them. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I just, yeah. I love that movie. It's a good one. <laughs> all right. Number two, 
Again, kind of cheaty on this one. You love it. Creep show. <laughs> oh my but only God. part of it is zombie related because it's it's another Stephen King. Right. You're based. talking about the ones that, where the ki- the couple drowns. Yeah, there's like five parts to Creep Show, and right. the third. Well, there's two. Well, no, yeah, right. There's right. two. Mother's Day. The Father's Day. Father's Day. There I want go. my cake, Bedelia. Yeah, that's a zombie yeah. movie. That's he's a zombie. He right. comes back from the dead. Huh? So right there. <laughs> then you've got, uh, well, Jordy Verrill. That's an, that'd be a cheaty one because you've got the. Uh, comet that hits the ground or what right. i guess it's not a comet it's a meteor right. that turns him into a zombie plant um but then you've got the one where they they get buried on the ocean up to their neck up to their neck as the tide's coming in. right and then the tide comes in and pulls them out and they're right. drowned and they come back as zombies and, uh-huh. ugh, it's kind of creepy right and then you've got the bugs the bugs are not one. zombies, but there's no zombie part about that. <laughs> the so, crate's the creepiest one. The crate, but that's no. There's no zombie. <laughs> that's a good one too. In the crate either. So yeah, creep show. Creep if you haven't seen it, you just really need to. Right. Uh, my number two is Return of the Living Dead. Okay. I think it's it's fun. It captures this sort of schlocky punk rock spirit of the '80s, and and uh, this is. I mean, like I said earlier, this is uh, significant because it's the first zombie movie. To ever say anything about brains. Yeah. Well, they very much said something about brains. <clears throat> right. Brains. Now, I, That's you know, exactly what they said. I always heard that Return of the Living Dead was like, I, I heard that Night of the Living Dead was a collaboration between Romero and someone else. I can't remember his name. And they split up. They kind of had a falling out. And Romero went on to do all of his movies, his of the dead movies. Uh-huh. And this guy did his Return of the Living Dead. And he was uh, the one who brought up the brains. I have no idea. I don't know either. <laughs> What's your number two? Or wait, number that was your one? number two. What's your number one? My number one actually is Return of the Living Dead. Right. I watched that movie so many times growing up. <clears throat> right. I mean, it's like the one horror movie I can actually, well, not one. There's a couple horror, horror movies I can watch by myself, but that one I can totally watch by myself. In the middle of the night, doesn't even matter. You know. I like it be because home. in that, there's actually a moment where they actually talk to a zombie about why brains are important. Yeah. And and they they uh, they they that's some mythos that they just created for that movie. They uh, They have... Other things being animated, other than just humans. Yeah, I mean, there's just I, there's a lot of there's stuff. They have a guy like slowly coming down with the affliction during the course of it that you get Two to see. Yeah, a more like slow transformation instead of just a hey, we haven't seen that guy for a couple scenes. He's a zombie. Yeah, he doesn't play like that. You know. Well, I think what I always <laughs> liked the most about that movie too was right at the very beginning they talk about. Did you ever see that movie Night of the Living Dead? Right, it's very That was based on a aware. real thing that happened. Right. The army lost those crates and they were delivered here by accident. You want to see them? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, you know. know and I then know. they go on from there. And I mean even even the way that they they initially introduced the movie, it tells like the date and time and right. starts off with the army looking for for stuff and yeah. I mean now, it's just There's been a couple more Return of the Living Deads that have come out. Oh yeah, no. But I don't think they're worth watching. Not really. Right. Because the second one they like <clears throat> lose the stupid canisters again. Yeah. And it just huh. there's a couple parts in that one that are funny, so right. I don't know, it's kind of okay and then it just gets it just gets uh, like torture porn kind of movie after that. Weird. They decide that, you know, brains aren't good enough and they have to actually hurt themselves to make the pain go away. Weird. It just gets stupid. That's dumb. I mean, it's not, it's not real smart movie to begin with, but right. then it really gets dumb. Right. Well, my favorite is Dawn of the Dead, and that's Romero's follow-up to Night of the Living Dead. And this is the one that introduces the concept of zombies and malls. 
Okay. In this movie, a bunch of survivors. What year was that? It was like 1970-something. Oh, okay. Then you win. I was going to say, because my night of the comet, they were at the mall. No, it was, it was like 76 or okay. 78 or something like that. Anyways. Then you win. <laughs> Anyways, he uh, in, in Dawn of the Dead, they have these really cool moments. They, they all get in the same kind of thing. They're, they're holed up in a mall now. And so instead of a stupid old shack where there's no not of resources for them to really survive for a long time. They hole up in this mall, which has tons of resources to mm-hmm. survive with, you know, and of course you got a sporting goods <clears throat> store, you got a food court, right? And this is, this is still serialized from the night of the living dead story where, you know, it's a, it's a mystery, but now they're trying to kind of figure it out. The government's kind of got some sort of rescue thing going on. There's, there's a survivor on the other building. There's, I don't know. There's really cool. There's, I don't know. It's just it's it's a way better movie than that one. It's the, the tension's still there, and I, I like it because the tension between the survivors is a lot more pushed forward than just like you know people trying to survive in a house. Yeah, it's it's there's a lot more dynamic between all the survivors, and it says a lot more about the characters and builds the characters a lot more than the first one did for sure. Because well, the zombies are a backdrop. Let's be honest. Didn't they remake that one too? <clears throat> like a reboot of that one? I think so. Yeah, they did. That's the one I like a little bit better. Do you? Yeah. Huh. Well, I mean, <clears throat> that's the whole. That's the one thing though about these these zombie movies is zombies are zombies and they're the backdrop and there should be something else. And Romero seems to be the only one I think who really understands this a lot. That's why he does all these social commentary kind of things about all these movies. He does is he understands that the zombies are wallpaper. And even if you watch even modern adaptations of the successful Walking Dead, the zombies are the background for everything else. You're watching a survival movie, like movie with people d- dealing with this sort of apocalypse state, and the zombies are like in the background. I don't know. I haven't watched enough of it. Yeah, to, I think that's why I like Return of the Living Dead the best because it's just about the zombies. Pretty, it much. really is. It really yeah. is, and that's, I like that. That's why it's my number two. That's close enough to number <laughs> one, isn't it? All right. Well, so that's that's enough talk about zombies and movies. Let's get to this game, Nicole. The following is a true recount of a board gaming session. It is not merely a conversation. It contains the actual sounds of components, success and failure, and in-the-moment emotions from the incident itself. The archivists of this audio would like to remind the faint of heart that the people involved are not rules experts, did not design the game, and do not always play nice. No one was murdered in the playing of this game. All right, Zombie 15. Now, this is a zombie fighting board game built around nearly 100 zombie miniatures, a bunch of modular tiles that make up a cityscape, and a 15-minute soundtrack. Okay? Players take on the roles of survivors, each that have their own abilities and limitations, and every turn, players will take four actions, including attacking with a weapon, moving down streets, Uh, or in and out of buildings, and lastly, searching buildings for weapons and gears that help in the fight. So the game comes with missions that give a variety of objectives and create a campaign for you to play through. Now, each mission also lays out a map to follow when using the modular tiles to build a unique neighborhood to fight through. So that's about all I'm going to say about this game up to this point, because the neighbors are at your door, and they're not looking to borrow a cup of sugar. I know, you're like, that's all you're going to say about the rules of that game? <laughs> really, there's not that much to it. It's truly, you You have four actions every turn, and you get to do a move, a search, or an attack. 
Mm-hmm. Move, search, attack. Move, search, attack. And you just do that over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, honestly, that th- th- there's you're, you're just playing these cards. The one thing that really strikes me kind of crazy about this game is you'll notice that there are no die throwing. This is this is a card management game. Mm-hmm. So as you listen to these clips, you're not going to hear dice falling on the table or us, you know, succeeding or not based on the dice. But that doesn't really change anything about you know how easy the game is or not. So let's get to the game and let's hear what the story is so far. Other than you, no youngster in the neighborhood has survived. All the others have turned or been ripped to pieces. You are locked up in your house, occasionally distracted by your grandmother's scratching at the living room door. Your father is lying on the the kitchen... Oh, I almost said your father is lying on your mother, because that's where the... That's where the paragraph split. What is, what's the age limit for this game? <laughs> That's right. Your father is lying on the kitchen floor, the cleaver with which you fell him still embedded in his skull. The clatter of zombies reaches your ears from outside. They did not seem to have you. They did not have seem to have spotted you. Should we start back <laughs> oh. the game? No, no, it'll be funnier this way. <laughs> they roam around search in search of food, which is one thing you have in common. You are hungry, and your cupboards are bare. Uh, your solution is to get out there and find something to eat, but be- before doing so, you need to find weapons to defend yourself with. So head for the police station, and who knows, you may even encounter other survivors. I have to start the soundtrack. I know when I'm hungry, I go to the police station. <laughs> that's right. I got the best snacks there. <laughs> So, I mean, that is that is how the game feels. I mean, it's a quest. Mm-hmm. And you just start off with this little paragraph. I mean, you do have, like, some, some stuff that it says specifically about what you're doing. And you do set up a map the way it's supposed to be set up and set up some zombies on the map. But then it's just, like, as simple as, like, okay, you're trying to go to this place. In this case, we're starting in the four corners of the board. Or in, in our case, we're only playing a three-player game, so three of the four corners of the board. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to just make our way to this central spot. Now, we are playing the game before the game at this one. So this is, yeah. there's not going to be like, uh, this is like a couple a of concepts that will come up later that we'll talk about that in the real game. And this one doesn't give us our limitations yet and our characters. And the game does come with 15 quests, though. Beyond the beginning? <clears throat> no, I think total. Okay. So it's it's a pretty substantial amount of, of playtime, considering that most of these are going to be played more than once in order for you to succeed. Uh, so let's get back to the game, and here are the first three player turns. You're first. You're going first. Well, get over here. Hurry up. <laughs> You're going first. We only first. have 15 minutes. <laughs> All right. I will, of course, I'm in a space with a shovel and a couple zombies. Four actions. Okay, so for my first action, I will club a zombie. And my second action, I will club a zombie. Doesn't that do damage to your weapon as you do it? Yes. So I'm down to three left. And then I'm going to search, like a quick search for my third action. Which take three cards, two, three. Ooh, I got a lot of items. I got a lot of items. Okay, so I'm going to probably ditch this shovel. Golf clubs that fend off four and do one damage. I got a tonfa, which is what you have, mm-hmm. and a nail gun. Ooh. Okay, so I'm going to ditch the shovel, which is removed from the game. I'm going to take the nail gun, which has four ammo, and I'm going to take this tonfa, I think. Oh, but this is so good. I'm taking the golf clubs. I'm taking the golf clubs. You so these... the wrong spot. It's going to be the other <laughs> Okay. Don't, don't, don't cheat. I haven't cheated yet. All right, so fourth action... 
And these are discarded. So we've got some good stuff in the discards. <coughs> uh, fourth action, I'm going to leave my house and venture forth out into the street. Your turn. Okay, I... Obviously, I'm going to kill some zombies real quick Ooh. using my Tomfa. Oh. Like a ninja? I'll kill both of them. Got <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll do the search as well. Do I need to do one do of Do you want to do quick search or... No, you don't need to do one of those. Yeah, quick search. Okay, so grab three cards off the top. If there's a zombie one, there's a zombie in your space. There's two zombie ones. Did you shuffle these? Yes. Okay. Yes, I shuffled them like crazy. So two zombies... <laughs> You find two zombies, and what else did you find? When I'm searching, I found two zombies and an axe. Okay, there you go. That was my third okay. action. That was your third, so you got one more. What the heck? I know, you got two more zombies on you. I don't think I understand the search tokens, though. Like, why would I take a search token? Uh, that's going to come up in other games. You don't have to worry about that. So if this I use prologue. so if I use my Tomfa now, I'm going to be able to kill one, one um, and then since that's gonna be the last of my turn. You would be able to fend off the other one. Because you can use yeah. that axe as your fend off thing. Okay. So I'm gonna go ahead and use or this. Or you then. can use your axe and kill both the zombies. But it still takes it down one and all you yeah, have to do is two. Right. So I'm gonna so that's your fourth action, so you kill one of them. One. You? Yes. And that's at the end of your turn, so you fend off easily. Fend off the other one. Like if you say, I'm fending him off with the axe, you would fend off three or less. We don't have time for this. I'm fending him sense? off with the Tomfa, right? It doesn't matter, yeah, it's Your fine. turn. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I have a banjo that kills two zombies, so I'm going to use it to kill both the zombies in my spot. Right, that's action one. I'm going to do a... Search, quick search. Quick search? Yeah. So I get three cards. What happens? Um, I get two zombies, which sucks. So you use lady zombies. But I get garden (laughs) shears, which is awesome. Here's your lady zombies. Ooh, garden shears. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's what lady zombies sound like. They're awful. Sure. Um, (laughs) That was my second action, right? Yes. Okay, my third action, I'm going to whack both those lady zombies with my banjo. And then I'm going to, for my last action, leave my house and go play in the street like a good little boy. Okay. (laughs) And Fred's turn. Jared, your turn. Okay, so this is how it sounds. Uh, Lots of loot, loot, lots of zombie death. And during that, you hear me mention that equipment wears out. Now, equipment has three stats on it. It tells you how many people it kills. It tells you how many uses it has, and it also gives you another stat that tells you how many zombies it can fend off. And what this stat means is if you end your turn in a space with with living zombies and you have a weapon that equals or, or supersedes that number, you don't take any wounds. However, if you end your turn in a space where the zombies are more than your fend rating, you take that many wounds for however many zombies, or no, you just take one wound like mm-hmm. that. And you can only take three wounds per person mm-hmm. before they die. So <clears throat> that's what that's what they do. Also, you hear me mention a quick search. A quick search in this game is a search where you just go, you know, rambling through stuff as fast as you can, and you get three cards drawn from the top of the deck. 
However, you can also do a slow search, like because you only get to keep one of the items you draw in the quick search, where you get three cards, you choose one of them, you discard the other two. The slow search affects the discard pile for the search item deck, and you can go into it and actually pick out the specific thing you want from the discard pile, but you only get to have the one card, and you just draw it out. And all the cards above it get thrown out of the game. Right, so... (coughs) If you want a, a weapon or something that's buried a little bit deeper in the discard deck, mm-hmm. but there was another weapon on top of it, it's so that weapon's going to go away, and you're not going to have access to it later. Right. So, right. So that's a couple other things to the game. Let's. Uh, the other thing you should mention. Right. We were playing with Angela. Right. You didn't even say that. I, Poor said, Angela. In that last clip, you said Angela. Well, but you didn't introduce her. Her <coughs> feelings apologies. are now hurt. Glorious Angela is playing with us on this. <laughs> Angela of the Crypticon fame that she went to that. So she it wasn't cryptic. Was it Crypticon? Yes. Oh, okay. She yeah. went to Crypticon with us, uh-huh. and she loves horror movies. She does. So yep. there you go. Angela is playing a horror game with us. <laughs> <laughs> so let's check in with your next turn, Nicole. Okay, so I'm going to move for one. This is crap. Um, I'm going to break my banjo over this guy's head. (laughs) And it's out of the game. I'm going to... Man, I need more zombies on me to feel good about using these garden shears. That's how I feel about my axe over here. I know. And I'm going to end up using it down. So, okay, I'm going to move into the... Search area. Search area, and I'm going to do a quick search. Really? Okay, there's three cards. And I get two zombies. All right. Man. It's a couple this time. Okay, it's now, a lady here's, and a my, guy. here's my thing. I got a katana. I can't have both. So does that mean that one of them goes away? Uh, you would have to choose one, yes. Well, they do the same thing. Uh, does one... No, that one... Well, yeah, they both are They're the They're exactly the same. So I think I'm just going to keep my garden shears because I haven't used them yet. <clears throat> I always say that a katana is about as effective as garden shears. <laughs> What else do you do? That's it. That's all I can do. Okay. So, and I I spend them off. So it's your turn. Go. Oh, thanks. All right. Don't even give me that. You tell me what to say. (laughs) So you can tell this is a real time game. That soundtrack is 15 minutes long. Right. And we take individual turns and you have to tell someone it's their turn. Yeah. In order for them to start their turn. Yeah. Because there is no take backs. And, And when you say that, you mark a couple of different things. And one one is anything that would affect the current player on their turn actually affects the next person because it becomes their turn. And the other thing is, uh, I kind of lost my train of thought there. <laughs> uh, but it can it can affect you in, in 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 the way that there's certain effects that come into the soundtrack that happen on that person's turn. So that also it also puts a bookmark that says that you cannot do a take back at that point. The second you say it's your turn, your take back time is gone. You yeah. don't get to go back and, and say, oh, I wanted to go here instead of there. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. You're done. Mm-hmm. You're done. It's officially the other person's turn. You know? Right. Um, <clears throat> so we're all scrambling around this neighborhood. Let's check in on Angela, okay? Okay. Okay. <clears throat> I will move one. So you're saying keeping this, I get to... You can still use that fend off if you want. Okay. This music is making me really nervous. (laughs) (laughs) It really is. 
Okay, and then I guess I have to fight him with my axe, right? Right. You can punch him in the face, but you take one point of damage. Mm, I'm not prepared for that yet. Okay, so I whack him with an axe directly in his skull. <laughs> and then I'll go ahead and search. Oh, quick search. And that's going to be your last action, because you move for three and then search for four. This is getting stressful. I know, the music. Okay, one zombie. Okay. I got a grass trimmer or a baseball bat. Are they both yellow? Yes. Oh, my gosh. That Does that mean I have to give up both good. of them? That baseball. You have to give up baseball. one of them plus a... Plus, well, you have to give up one of the three <laughs> items, or two of the three. Right. They're I'll, both double-handers, so you'd have to give up your axe. I'll give up the grass trimmer, and I'll give up my axe, because I'm kind of excited about the Harley Quinn. Okay, so Quinn. the axe goes out of the game. The gra- grass trimmer goes into the discard. Okay. Okay? Your turn. Whoa! So as you can hear, that, that soundtrack really does a good job of ramping it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a good soundtrack. Oh, yeah. I think it's solid. It, I was getting stressed out. <clears throat> now, uh, you also hear me talk about the, or hear Angela talk about, or no, you do, actually, talk the about the yellow. levels of weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, weapons do have, like, a green weapon, a yellow weapon, and I think red weapons are in there as well. Oh, I never... <clears throat> we never got to one of those, the big guys. There were red weapons? I think so. I don't think so. No, because there were spots on your board where you could have a yellow. It, oh, that's right. Or there, you could have two greens. Okay, so that's what it was. Yellow. There was a I, red. I totally, I totally You're crazy. What game were you playing? I totally screwed this up. The green weapons were that was that a single handed weapon and yellow yes. were double handed weapons. Right. And you have like you do have like your little character sheet and you've got this little spaces on there that uh, you get to place inventory in. And you can't have unlimited weapons. Obviously, you're selecting certain ones and putting them in and out. And you're constantly managing whether the weapon's going to be used up too fast or and you're making all these decisions real time. So it is... No, there were red weapons. Were there? Because there the red one was the one that you... Okay. The red ones were green items you that you would have, carry all, the, all by themselves. No, green you could have two of them. Right. So if you had... A golf club that was green and garden shears that were green. You could have both of those weapons. Right. You yes, could have there are red weapons. a I yellow weapon. Hey, listen. <laughs> oh. You could have a yellow weapon and a green weapon. And yellow weapons were more powerful. Right. But you could only have the one. Mm-hmm. You can't have two yellows. So you have your green that's not as good, and you have your yellow. If you right. got a red one, that one was like uber awesome. It was double hand. And you couldn't have any other Whole weapon. Inventory. It was your only one. Right. So, so there were meh. red weapons. But not in our Why game. are you giving me that? Because I had it right. <laughs> I'm supposed to After do that you back had it at wrong. you. <laughs> I had it right, and then you corrected me. And then, I, then, and then I, when I was right again. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Somehow you won on both ends of that, and I don't understand it. I need a win. I need now, a win. each game only lasts 15 minutes, and we have no idea what minute mark we are on. So let's check back in with the game. That's it. That's my four. It's your turn. Oh, then I'm going to go ahead and hit this guy with my golf clubs and ruin those. That's one. I'll go two. And I'm going to shoot that guy with a nail gun. <laughs> That's three. And then I'm going to go back to here. Oh. Your turn. <laughs> Look, and then. Okay, so <laughs> I'm still in my search area here, so I'm going to whack this guy with a baseball bat. And then move out to the street. Okay. So two. And then move Three. here to this intersection. And then, can I move one more time yeah. to be right next to you, Fred? Four. We're right in front. Your turn. Okay, We're right so in front I'm going to move station. one to there. Come on, Nicole. Two, so I'm with you guys. And then three to the exit, four to go in the police station. All right. And it's Fred's turn. Whoa. 
I go one, two. I'm in the police station. Your turn. I go one, two, and I'm in the police station. Boom, that's we win. Your turn. That's the end of the first one. That's it. All right, we got to reset. I'm curious how much longer the music's going to go. Yeah, how long? Okay, we got we to time it here. Oh, where's the timer on? I can go in there and look at the timer. No, I'm you time know it. that, right? Well, it's <laughs> timer. I'm not going to sit here Start. for eight more minutes. Oh, that's not what I want. Stopwatch. Yeah. Start. <laughs> let me tell you how long it goes. Well, she just, just wants to wait. Just let it do its thing while you reset. Get back in here. Reset. Don't waste time. Oh, I hear the sirens going again. That sounds like it's probably towards the end. I know. again with zombie roars and stuff. You know that, right? Well, then turn it off. Why'd you come back in here? Where was it? Just to turn it off. There was five minutes so left. that took us like ten minutes? That's not bad. We kicked some booty on that one. Right, on the easiest level, we were able to get through it. Let me just turn off that alarm there, because stopwatch. Right. Since Fred doesn't have And you were the only one that sustained damage, too. Yeah, I just went ahead only- and I was like, we're close enough and nobody else is popping up. I might as well do it. And it was only one damage. Yep, we did not take almost any damage at all, mm-hmm. and we beat it with five minutes to spare. Mm-hmm. And that's it's really hard to tell that from the music. Yeah. It, it does kind of ramp in and out quite a bit, and you don't know exactly where it was. We were guessing It sounded that those, like it was getting ready to end, though. Right. We were guessing that those sirens, maybe they mark like the five-minute marks. Maybe. <clears throat> I never read that in the book, though. I'm they, sure it doesn't say. Maybe, maybe if I played it a lot more, I would I'd figure it out. But I, that felt like it was too easy. Like, at the point, well, when we, we finish won. this one, I'm thinking, wow, that, that's easy. Like, anytime you win a co-op game on the first try, you're like, eh, it's like, what but happened? It's, it's an introductory mission. It's a, it's right, a practice right. mission, so it should be easy. <clears throat> right. So, uh, that was we felt like that was too easy. So, let's get to the second game, and we add a few more rules, and we'll talk about them as we go. We've made it to the police station. Uh, it says, the police station was a disappointment. It had already been ransacked and emptied of weapons. The, what about the, the snacks? Oh, no, there's plenty of snacks. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the only new objects that you might use to defend yourselves are the station's amateur league hockey sticks. So nice. you'll have to make do. <clears throat> when you come out of the police station, a gruesome sight awaits you. Dozens of zombies have appeared in the streets. Your little outing seems to have awakened the whole neighborhood. You spot some old friends and family members among the roaming corpses. We gotta get, we gotta get this over with. Is the, is the quote out of respect for them, and so they may rest in peace for all. You decide to clean up the neighborhood. On the way out, collect some stuff from your home before hightailing it out uh, out of this cursed place. Meet up in the parking lot in fifteen minutes. Is the last thing, and I guess my guy's saying that. Josh. We have to clear all the zombies on the game board. and All, all of them? Yes, and all heroes are in the exit tile, parking lot 8A, before the end of the soundtrack. Uh, if the heroes are unconscious and the soundtrack ends before the conditions have been met, then we lose. Uh, there's a growl every 60 seconds on track 2. No zombies are put in the horde box still. Take the zombie cards of the values 1 and 2 and shuffle them into this magical deck. Do we keep the weapons where we already are? Oh, zombie cards 1 and 2. What? Do we do we keep the weapons that we already have? I think you can. I believe so. Yeah, because we're still in prologue, so yeah, you'll keep everything. Okay. Okay, cool. I don't know how that was. That was like not English in my mouth coming out. Whenever you hear the zombie growl, you have to draw a zombie Zombie card. <coughs> um, Look at her lean. Her name's Eileen. 
So whenever we hear the zombie growl, we have to draw a zombie card. And it's going to happen every 60 seconds. Okay. And um, then what happens? We add them to wherever, whoever's turn it was when it growled. You immediately, uh, you immediately draw a zombie card. If the card has a number one, two, three, or four, you put that number of zombies in the street area of the active hero's tile. Okay. <clears throat> if it shows a horde, put all the zombies from the horde box on the street and add three zombies to the horde box. So go ahead and put three zombies in the horde box. We don't, I, I thought you said there weren't any horde We don't, we don't add... Uh, what well, says no zombies... Oh, wait. Pull them back out. No zombies are added to the horde box until after we draw a horde card. Yeah, there's no horde cards, so that's the goal. <clears throat> right. Add so we are playing with... with pre- the horde game, they will still happen because we have horde cards in here. There just won't be any zombies on the there we first go. horde card. <laughs> Okay, I'm just going to leave the horde box right that's, there. That's all. The, that's the only difference between the two scenarios is we're going to be listening for zombie growls and trying. And not we have to, to kill all zombies before we can leave, which correct? is insane. Yes. So, okay. are we going to do a game plan before we start going? <laughs> I'm going to come this way. I'm going to come this way. All right. So everybody starts planning. That's fine. But this is this is how it really changes. There adds these zombie growls in and it adds this zombie deck. And now every time you hear a growl on the soundtrack, you have to flip the top card of the zombie deck, and that many zombies, whatever many number there are, in, on you know on that represented on this card, gets added to the street of the tile that the pl- current player is on. Right. So remember when I said that when you say your turn, now if the growl happens next, right after you say that, that player has to deal with that zombie card, and the zombies appear on their space, not the turn before it. So it's very important that you say your turn. Right. And that's why they emphasize it in the rule book. And that's now, why it's good to play that plastic plastic <clears throat> practice round without right. the zombie growls, because you get used to the your turn before it becomes a big nuisance and having the zombie growls. Right. Now, here's something else that comes up. The horde box. Now, this is a little box that comes with the game, and it's just you place zombie miniatures in it. The number you put in it are is based on how many zombies you've killed with what weapon, because certain weapons generate sound. So everybody knows that generating sound in, in these games, they love to deal with this in a lot of these zombie games where noise draws the attention of zombies. Well, that happens in this game. You are adding these zombies to this horde box. Like, if I if I kill something with a katana, katana doesn't cause any noise, so a zombie doesn't know that another zombie's been killed. But if I shoot a, a pistol into a zombie, another zombie might know. So, like, let's say that I have, like, something that kills three zombies, like a shotgun kill, can kill up to three zombies in one space. So I, if I use this card, I, I move my little marker down that, that shows how many uses the shotgun has left, I blow up three zombies, but then right underneath it is a little, like, symbol that shows, like, one zombie... Like in like a little green icon or whatever, and that means that that zombie gets put into the horde box so because you made noise. Because I made noise. Now, what happens is, is on those growl turns, you may draw one of the cards out that says horde. If that's the case, you take that box that you've been filling up by killing all these zombies and dump it in the space that you're in. In so, the street, right? In the street. <clears throat> so it has the potential of having like a ton of zombies in it. And and that's that's I mean it's pretty much a game changer at this point because mm-hmm. up to, up until now we've just been dealing with whatever zombies are on the board and we're running around and killing a bunch of zombies and now we've got to deal with this thing, so I think it's it's going to change our game too quite a bit. Let's check it back in with the game. All of our friends and relatives are walking dead and we're going to kill them all. And it's your turn, right? That's the most humane thing to do. Whose turn is it? We can start with uh, Angela this time because. That would uh, 
make it so that I can press play and you guys can be already playing as I walk in the room. That's, That's actually a good, idea. good plan. Okay. I like it. You okay. go in. Look. You guys ready for this? This is this should be tracked. You don't even have your thing on your on your. <laughs> you don't have a thing on your thing. Okay. 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 Let's go. It's on. So for my first action, I'm going to run out of the gas station. I said gas station, but I meant police station. I'm going to... But you actually, you just run out of the building. So that's that's one. one. Out of the building first. Oh, and I touched her guy. I'm sorry. Oh, wait. We start in the space. Sorry. Oh, we do? Yes. Okay, well, then you can move. So one. Should we start over? No, go, 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 go. Okay, my next action is to kill the... Whack those two with my hockey stick. Just like Colt King of the Mavericks. Of the Mavericks. Take take a damage Ah, on your ah. hockey stick. I take one damage on my hockey stick. The third one... I will move to my next section. And my fourth action, I will whack this kind little gay couple. I apologize, sirs. <laughs> and your turn. Oh. Okay. Weren't we supposed to have five actions when we were playing with three people? You know what? We, we did didn't okay do last that. Time. So, okay, we're going to. We can go to five we're, actions. Nah, we're tough. Want. We're tough. The whole time we can we do, do it. Okay, so I'm going to move okay. for one. I'm going to move so for two. I'm going to whack this couple for three. Oh, God. Okay, big okay. okay. One that more added zombie appears one. in the street. Just put that one one right back down. That there. sucks. I wish I had growled before I <coughs> grabbed it. Keep going. <laughs> Too late. Um, and I'd have to take damage. Um, uh, man, I don't want to waste my hockey stick. Okay, to. I'm gonna I'm gonna waste my hockey stick and whack that chick. Okay. That was four. I think so. One, two, three, four. Okay. Uh, your turn. Say yes. One. Where does this go? Two. Three and four will be hitting these two people. Your turn. So you can hear in that clip, the first zombie growl comes up and it really disrupts your thought process because you're playing your turn and game stops and now you have to deal with zombies Mm -hmm. that are coming in. So so all of your plans that you you come up with while you're watching everybody else take it can be completely disrupted by the zombie growl. Now, just to summarize the game, because this this is a full game that we're going to play again, Angela does feel the sting of being knocked down uh, finally as, as and takes some damage and has to stand back up, you know, and, and compose herself. <coughs> Nicole gets yet another zombie growl. Angela gets a growl. Then you get two growls while you stammer through. <laughs> you guys are very intimidating. And then we speed up and I clear the way to the parking lot. Angela gets growled and searches a house to bring us to the end of game two. This is what that sounds like. And your turn, Fred. Okay. One, two, three, four, your turn. Okay, I move for one. And you get zombied. Horde. Dump that whole box into the street. And we put three more in there. Okay. So that was only one move, right? We keep forgetting to do that, too, by the way. What? Add uh, zombies to the horde box every time we use a weapon like your gun. Okay, I'm going to use... Oh, Oh, yeah. I didn't realize. So I'm using my shotgun. Right. Which means one in in there, and I kill three of those. Okay. So that was my second turn. Third turn, I will kill one zombie with a shovel, and the fourth turn, I kill one zombie with a shovel. Okay. Your turn. Okay, I'm going to... (laughs) Hunting rifle... These two, but then that's it creates noise, which I right. didn't even realize we were doing. Okay. I know we, keep going. Um, we're learning. And I move for two, move for three, shoot them again for four, creates more noise. Okay. Say the your words. turn. Okay. One, two. <laughs> one zombie. Two. 
I fist fight him, take him out. Here's three, and I will shoot a flare gun for my fourth. Which adds one to the horde, right? Right, and your turn. Okay, first move is up one. Um, second is to fist fight <laughs> that zombie. Okay. Uh, third, what? Do I do anything? I don't know. Uh, your turn. Okay, I move for one. Sh- uh, hunting rifle for two. One of those gets in the horde. And then I run three and four. Your turn, Fred. Your turn. Your turn. One, two, three, four. Your turn. Your turn. Your turn. One. Boom. That's the end of it. Did we just win? How many <laughs> yeah. minutes do we even have left? Damn it. Or seconds. <laughs> you know, here, I feel guilty Holy on that Holy macaroni. I know, because this oh, horde should, should have been so been much fuller. It should have been so much bigger, because yes. I had one, two... I had, like, eight... Still had three minutes to go. Woo! We should have had like eleven more zombies in that horde. Though. In this horde, because we forgot about that. Because I wasn't oh, doing. This is the troll. So yeah, we messed up. <laughs> We've never done that before. We, we messed up that rule that I just said about adding zombies to the horde whenever you use loud weapons. Well, because it wasn't in the prologue game, the first <clears throat> game that we did, and right. then you add that in, right. we just missed it. <clears throat> now I think you have the gist of the game. I mean, honestly, there's not much more to say about it, but we did record round three, like our third try, our third game, because it does include the full game rules. And here we're just going to do a couple highlights. And this round, we're running through zombie filled tr- streets, just trying to make it to an escape part, like escape path, like on the other side of town. And this sort of zigzags like a big S. You know, through the through the town, and it More really like snakes like a big S. And this includes like the full rules. So <laughs> let's see how we do with the third game. The horn. You were all desperate, tired, and hungry. At least you managed to recover all your personal weapons. You decide to go to the nearest mall to find something to eat. Although the parking lot is full of cards, nobody has been considerate enough to leave the keys in them. And none of, none of you know how to hotwire a car. So, you're on foot. In one of the cars, a radio suddenly crackles, a strange voice comes out, an adult man's voice. Don't just stand there, the horde's coming, run! The connection breaks off suddenly as it, as it came on. A low growl rises as you set to leave. Your movements have attracted the horde. A tremendous crowd of zombies is slowly walking towards you, destroying everything in its path. What was your neighborhood, or what was your neighborhood, is about to be no more than an expanse of ruins. Small groups of regu- regularly split off from the main group, and one of them has spotted you. Time to run and fast. Hmm. You guys ready for this? Yeah. Can I move this book now? Yes. Okay. Angela starts. We don't have the search tokens <laughs> in the right place yet, though, do we? There's we only do. two yeah. of them out there. There's only two. That's it. That's it. Yeah, look at the map. There's only two. I know, she's all stressed out now. 15 minutes to kill. Here we go. Okay, step number one, I move. Uh, Number two, I'm going to use my baseball bat, which kills all three of these guys. Uh, Number three, I'm going to move again. And for number four, I'm going to use my baseball bat again to clear all three of these. I'm trying to make up for last time. Your turn. (laughs) Well... I can only... Oh, we didn't read our special abilities. I can only move two tiles per turn because I'm a stupid little kid. I can't fight so barehanded. one, two. That's all I can do. So three and search. Oh, uh, I don't know where the search deck is. It's right there. Oh. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> Butterfingers. Why does this... My special is I only have two life points, which I okay, already I get have a zombie. Ready? Doesn't do anything. You get a zombie? 
I guess I will take the, uh, I'm going to take the shovel because it's way better than the stupid revolver. So the first aid kit goes to the trash. Yeah. And I get the zombie card. Uh, Three zombies at the street. And it's your turn. Your turn. Uh, One action to stand up. Uh, I guess I have to do two actions. I have to do three actions, or two actions, I guess, with my handgun, and I can't really do anything else. Both those go into the horde box. Oh, yeah. Handguns and horde. Okay. I put them, and that's your turn. I can't do anything else. Okay, so first action, I use the last part of my baseball bat to take care of those last two zombies. Um, Second action... Oh, oh, the, the horde. horde comes out into the really? street. Oh, okay, second action I'd like to search because I really need a weapon now. Can you help Cole? Yeah. God bless. Okay, that makes five more zombies. Every time I pull, I get five more zombies. It's just Did you get zombies? five more zombies? Yeah. Did we even put... Is there, is there nothing but zombies in the stack? Yeah, there's the whole search deck. So there's What are all of, of those? <clears throat> so those are double-siders. Okay, oh, so... These, have no, these are all double-siders. Okay. They're not in the game. I can't really do anything. <clears throat> well, uh, you have your, to... Your turn. You, you have to you defend can, you, you got to take a point of damage. you got to blast punches. a couple of them at least. How many turns do you have left? That was two, one, right? That was those two. You have to those blast two, at yeah. least two. So three, four. You're going to do three Yeah, so four. then I kill two of them but put them in the horde. But that would right, be but then at least you can, yeah, you at least you can defend against that, damage. so you're good. Okay. So now whose turn is it? You're good. Is it too late? Is it no, mine? It's yours. Dang it. Horde. Oh, I get the horde? <laughs> you guys suck. Keep taking your turn. Um, okay, I customized chain for my last one on it, and it takes out three. I shovel one, shovel two, so those two are gone. And then that's all I can do. I can't even run away, so I guess I punch one in the face. And then I hang out. Your turn. Okay. Uh, I can't do anything. It's your turn. I have no weapon. And I can't hand-to-hand. I have no weapon, and I if I do hand-to-hand, I lose. So your turn. Oh, my God. Okay, well, I'll just... I can't. If I punch I punch one in the face... So if I punch the next one in the face, then I die. So we lost. Say the words. We lost. No, your, your turn. turn. <laughs> uh, I can't do anything. Can I really not do anything? You can get attacked by more zombies. What are those? Are in, those are on mine. Two more in the street. I can't do anything. I mean, We're I have stuck. no weapons. We are right? seriously stuck. We should have stayed closer together. <laughs> we have to restart the mission. Don't we? Yes, we're dead. I, we're restarting the mission. Yeah, we're, we're officially dead. dead. We're dead. Okay. We can't move. Okay, I'm looking <laughs> at this deck. Look at all that stuff, and like, how much of it was just zombies? How many cards in a row were just zombies? The one time I shuffle, really. <laughs> Give it up. I'll shuffle them this time. Okay, so we're starting over? Yep. All right, so yeah, we do start over. But the thing is, is this is, uh, it takes all the way until the third mission, I think, before the cooperative element really shows up. Yeah. Because <clears throat> we weren't ready for it because they don't coach you in those first couple missions to be cooperative. So you, you're kind of like you able, kind of do your because there's thing, limited yeah. zombies, you're able to kind of manage yourself. Mm-hmm. But man, when those hordes start coming in. Yeah, this one ramped up really quick on this on the third game. Yeah, and uh, 
you know, on top of it, we, we start finding out we have limitations. Like Angela's character suddenly only has two hit points instead of three. Mm-hmm. My character can't hand to hand fight, which is when you hand to hand fight, you do a an attack without a weapon. It kills one zombie. It doesn't send them to the horde box, but it does a point of damage to you. Mm-hmm. That's another way you can take damage. And uh, so all of a sudden, I'm just stuck because I can't do hand-to-hand attacks. Cause, so I can fend off stuff because even a, a broken weapon that has used up all its uses can still defend. It still gets its little its little fighting off value. And that's all I've got. And I'm just stuck in a, in a house with nothing. Yeah. And and you were you were you know kind of one tile away from the from us and she was in the street stuck can't do anything you're in the building up ahead of us and stuck can't do anything and I'm in the building right next to Angela where I, I I can't really even do I can't move or do anything right so we just we just end at the third tile of of like thirteen yeah <clears throat> so it was it, pretty bad it was bad. Now, we played the game three more times. We did. Because the next game, we made it to the corner space instead of playing, instead of making it to the, to finish it. Then the next time, we made it to about the eighth or ninth tile. And then on the fourth try on that, we actually made it all the way to the end. But it was a just barely. Like it was when, we, just when barely. we stopped the soundtrack, it was like 30 seconds till the end of the soundtrack. Yeah. And we so, kind of quit recording by then. <clears throat> right. But so we th- kept wanting to play. Right. So this game is very much in the vein of uh, Escape. Of Escape, The Curse of the Temple. However, I think I think I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it right now. I like this way more than Escape the Curse of the Temple. Yes. Not a little bit. Way more. Yes. Because one of the things I always felt like in Curse of the Temple was is that people were rolling dice and because it was so frantic and everyone's doing it. There's no check and balance to Let's make sure anyone's doing stuff correctly. Explain because, how escape works for anybody right. who hasn't played it. So you've got these these customized dice and that, and you're rolling these dice to move from room to room. In order to move into like the next room, you have to roll symbols or whatever that match these dice. That match the tile. That match the tile room. that you're going to next or whatever. Right. And so you're you, you whenever you roll a certain face on these die, that die becomes locked unless you roll this other symbol or whatever to unlock it. So it's possible for you to get unlucky and roll all of your dice as locked. Well, I've seen it. I've actually seen people grab their locked die and throw it right back into their hand and roll it again mm-hmm. without actually matching it to a symbol. I'm not going to say they were willingly cheating, but it's just the frantic pace of it makes you not pay attention. And when you grab it's- them up in your hands and you're realizing you just threw the dice again and one of them was locked, you may just go ahead and just say, I'm not going to go back and lock that die right now. Well, and it's, it's a very similar <clears throat> game in that you, they both have like a soundtrack that you go through right. that's limited to 15 minutes. That one's when 10. The, in is that game. one 10? Okay. Yeah. Well, when the soundtrack ends, you're done. The game's over. You either won or you didn't. Right. And everybody is playing <clears throat> simultaneously rolling their dice on escape. Right. So there's no way, if you're paying attention to what you're doing and trying to get through, that you can pay attention to what everybody else is doing. Right. So for it's, it puts new players at a disadvantage if they're not really sure mm-hmm. what they're doing. Um, it play it makes uh, people who are a little more reserved. It puts them at a disadvantage because you have to actually help. You ask for help. Right. You have to say, "Hey, I'm locked. And does anybody have a die that they can use that they can sacrifice to unlock me?" Right. And if you're kind of shy and timid, you may not be willing to ask for that help. So then, or, in it, or if you do, you might feel awkward doing it. And that's right. not always that friendly. Um, <clears throat> it makes you feel like 
if you don't just get all your, if you do lock up your dice, then you're letting the team down. So right. it's, it's kind of, it's fun, but I just, that, that part of it, I'd never really liked all that much. Right. Well, this game, this one also supersedes escape in another way, which is you have a character and the character gets equipment and the character changes over the course of the game and your characters are unique. In Escape, mm-hmm. you are just a guy with some dice, and you don't you don't ever gain equipment. You gather gems collectively as a group and hope that you can get out by rolling the right amount of, you know, positive symbols at the end tile. Right. You know, and on and, this, there was a time when I actually felt like I did kind of <clears throat> let the team down a little bit because yeah. I took too long, but well, I mean, still. the cooperative elements in Escape are about the same. You you do have to work with each other, and we noticed that once we hit the third one for sure is that if you weren't there backing each other up and you constantly were staying within one tile of each other because you had to be able to immediately step back and help people constantly. And it's and it does feel very frantic. And especially when, at one point, on one of the games, I think it was, it may have been the one we, we, we won, there was, there was a box of like 30 Horde. We yeah. just got lucky and weren't drawing Horde cards out of the zombie deck. And there were like 30 plus zombies sitting in the Horde box that if we had dropped onto the onto the street would have devastated us. Yeah, but we for some reason just didn't end up having to do right. that. Right. So I mean, I I just as far as as far as these games go with a soundtrack, I think this is probably my favorite one I've played so far. So what's your rating? Um. Well, what's your difficulty first? Let's okay. do difficulty. Difficulty to teach. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably say. I mean, base concepts is a three. With additional stuff, I mean, I, I'd say to a non-gamer, probably a three. I yeah, I agree. I think it's a three. It's a three. It's not that maybe, highbrow. Maybe even a two to a three. I mean, I'd, I'm going to say three. If you'd let me do a two and a half, I'd do a two and a no half. Way. I'm going to go three because there's additional <laughs> things that go into it. Right. But the way that they've laid it out, giving you the introduction, giving you the introductory soundtrack where you don't have the zombie growls, letting you ease into the different mechanics involved yeah. in the game, I, I don't think it's real hard to teach someone to play. I mean, look at your rules, for crying out loud. There was like, <coughs> what, two minutes of rules and that's it? Right. That's it, It's not that bad. So, uh, well, granted, there's some details you left <coughs> out that we went over through the gameplay, but it's not. there's not that much to it. Um, as far as rating goes, ooh, I like it a lot. I do too. Like <laughs> I'm thinking about it right now. I really want to play it right now. Right. Cause we played this, this game, I like we played it ugh, once on the first mission, once for the second mission and, and then, then the four, four more times. times. So we played six times in a row and we could have probably kept playing. Right. But we decided we wanted to play a different game. Too, right, just to have have played more than one game, and and I would play this again right now. I liked I liked our game session enough that I bought the solo missions expansion, where it has fifteen more missions that that lead you to the is, is like a a prequel for mm-hmm. the actual game. If they came out with an expansion for it, I'd buy it immediately. Yeah, that that's how much I like it. Yeah, yeah. So what's your rating? <sighs> I think I might have to say five. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like to, but I have to, I think. I really, really like this game. Yeah. Like, I think it's, I think it's the epitome of fun. Everybody's stressed. Everybody's working together. There's not, you know, because you're taking individual turns, you're not allowing for cheaters. I think it's awesome. I think it's a great game. I, I, I I think people are going to kind of think I'm weird because I think it's so good, but I like it a lot. I want to give it a four and a half, which you won't let me do. No way. I, 
I have to go with a four, and the only reason for ah. that is because of the player count issue. Because and it's I say four issue, and they have to adjust. You have to adjust if you don't have four people. <laughs> it is designed for four people. It is designed for four people. You could play it with two and just each have two characters. Right. Um, but I think that given we haven't done that, so it may not be as difficult as I think it's going to be mm-hmm. with the stress of the soundtrack and everything. But being, playing it with three, it it didn't balance as well. I, I don't know if we truly would have lost if we would have had four players or if it was because we were doing just a three-player and forgot to do that fifth movement, would the fifth movement have mattered? I don't know. I, I would say the only thing that turns me off about this game is the MSRP is like $80. Still? I don't know. What what I got it, I got it at Barnes & Noble on their clearance sale last summer for 40 bucks. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but I, I, got, I got it thinking this is going to be a schlocky whatever zombie game, and I... I think it's awesome. But if you if you're going to be able to play it with an even number, number of players, I think that I would definitely give it a five. Then if you're going to play four players, or, if you're going to play either two or four, okay, yeah. All right. Well, that's Zombie Fifteen, and guess what else that is, Nicole? The end of the episode. That's the end of episode thirty-one. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> hearing from our listeners is what makes this show worthwhile for us. And we love it when we get emailed questions or comments, and you can send those emails to talkaboutboardgames at gmail.com. Now, if you'd like to mail us an actual letter, hopefully it works. We're, getting, we're going to do a test <laughs> to P.O. Box 6943, Lee's Summit, Missouri, 64064. Now, the discussions and the segments in this show have content provided by listeners. We thank you for that. Yeah, and you can do this by joining our guild on Board Game Geek. Just visit the website, talkaboutboardgames.com, click forums to get there. Now, you can always follow us on Instagram or Twitter, or like our Facebook page. Also, review us on iTunes or Stitcher, and that will lead to more people discovering the show and giving more content to the show. So help us spread the word and do that. Now, in two weeks, the word of the people comes forth again. As voted on by our guild, Nicole and I will go head-to-head for the glory of the Dungeons & Dragons world when we play Conquest of Narath. Thanks again for listening. That's my zombie noise. That's what they sound like on Walking Dead. Yeah. Okay. Those are... Shh, I'm a zombie. Shh. Sorry. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> Are you auditioning? <laughs>